0: podcastjuice.net
1: ladies and gentlemen welcome back to the Michael Dean show here on podcastjuice.net my name is Michael Dean joining me today he hasn't been on in a minute uh, one of our long running sometimes controversial sometimes (laughs) uh, guests, uh, hosts Mr. Q Storm, sir how are you? Aloha ah I like that. I like that. How you doing, sir? You you fresh off of a a Hawaiian vacation?
2: I thought for sure you was about to say you fresh off the boat. (laughs) 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 Yeah, man. Uh, Like like anyone who knows me, I really don't like the beach. Uh, I don't see the point in it. But man, I'd say this: if if you are into photography, video, anything like that, Hawaii is must be number one on your destination list because. You pull your, I don't care if you got a cell phone, uh, GoPro, any kind of camera, phone, whatever. You cannot take a bad picture. This is yes. the most yes. beautiful place I've ever seen
1: thus far. This, this was your first, well, somebody's got an echo going on. This was your first uh, visit there?
2: My first visit.
1: All right, man. What did you think? So you, did you like it? Or?
2: I did. Like I said, I'm not much of a swimmer and not much of a beach person. But if I have to go to the beach, I, I, you know. Hawaii is the place. I mean, it's just beautiful. We did a helicopter tour. Just, I mean, st- I can't even describe stuff I've never seen before. You know, it's just, it's just yeah. amazing.
1: Yes, yes. Shout out to Hawaii, of course. Those who know, my kids yeah, are actually know. here right now. They live in You've Hawaii. Been there, right? I've been there a couple times. Well, my yeah. kids live there. so Yeah. Right,
2: right, right, right. You, um, you are
1: uh, a right? There we go again. <laughs> We're going to do better. Ladies and gentlemen, I, I know sometimes we have the, the background stuff. We're going to get better. Um, also joining us, Big Sexy and Sacker. How are you, sir?
3: I am dragging today, but it is cool. I am. Uh, I'm all right. Long week. Long week. Yes. Difficult week, but yeah. it's all right.
1: All right. Well, thank you for coming, sir. And I think we have uh, another one of our uh, members here is an ant in the building.
4: Uh, yeah, I'm here, uh, trying to get, uh, started the show. I might not make it to the end. That's all right. Well, we're glad you could join us, sir. So let's just get things
1: started, man. This week. Mike,
2: Mike can I say real quick? Yeah, go so ahead. So just, just so listeners know, I'm on a, a brand new desktop and somehow it's connected where I can get phone calls through the desktop. Yeah, here's here's have... the cop
1: and please. <laughs>
2: <laughs> I have no idea how to turn it off. So if it happens again, I will just mute myself.
1: Okay. Thank, we appreciate you saying it. All right, you know there's this thing called never mind. Let us let let's let it go. We got we got some business to discuss here, actually some serious stuff. Uh, so of course, you cannot be in an, in America and not hear about everything that has transpired here the last week. You know, if you're listening to this show years later, I'm talking about July, uh, first week of July here. Uh, two thousand sixteen here in the United States of America uh, once again we've had uh some police shootings now you know and I say once again we've there are a number of unfortunately there have been a number of police shootings uh that are very racially uh i don't know i am not gonna say motivated I, I I'm just gonna say they have race politics to do with them some of them probably have been racially motivated let's keep it 100 some of them may have been just acting dumb motivated i'm not here to pass judgment on that but there have been shootings that involve black people and the police uh, and it's been a tragedy and probably 90 percent of those if not all of them you know the police are in the right or at least judge that way and we've lost people you know, citizens have been killed now this week there has been two more, and both have been captured on video. Uh, the first one that happened in, um, Mr. Sterling was the gentleman's name. What what city was that? Um, the first shooting. Baton Rouge, Baton Rouge, Louisiana. Yes. And that one, I remember seeing that like the day it happened. It was online, and I just said, I'm not gonna watch this. I was like, eh. It was before it really blew up, and I, was, I saw people posting it on my timeline. I was like, eh. I already know. This is a tragedy. And then there was other angles of the video came out. And then I started to see that the news started picking up on it. And then I was like, okay, this, let me, let me see what's going on. And then I seen the video uh, from a very crystal clear angle. And it was a very clear video of this situation just to see a person getting killed. You know, that's some crazy stuff. Like just to see death, no matter whatever the circumstances are. So I was like,
4: damn, man,
1: ah, this is hard to watch. And but this is the reality. And I even posted it on my page. I said, yeah, it's hard to watch. But this is 2016, man. This is this is, this is what's going on. And then the next day out of Minneapolis or Minnesota, I should say, there's another shooting also captured on video. And actually it was the aftermath of the shooting. And this was the Mr. Castle who was in the car with his girlfriend and I believe it was a four-year-old child in the back seat. Now I have to pause right there to wrap my head around that. Cause that to me as a father, that's a tough thing to think about A child, you know, witnessing some stuff like that. That's like my worst nightmare. But again, there's another video. Uh, in this instance, the young lady, the girlfriend who filmed it, uh, broadcasted it live on Facebook. Right. If you would have went back, and not, I'm just I'm gonna be all over the place. If you didn't went back and said, "Man, Zuckerberg," you know what? In however many years later, man, they're gonna be using your platform to broadcast people dying. <laughs> you would have been like, "No, you're crazy!" Like that. It's not. It's not what I made this thing for. But of course, Facebook is such a big part of our lives. You keep it 100 again. Now. It is being used to show, and I'm gonna call it right, snuff films. I'm not, this is no judgment on Facebook. You know, people are gonna use the technology how they use it. But <clears throat> one of the points I wanted to get across today is that watching these types of videos it does something to the psyche of the people. Because essentially, you know, when somebody says snuff film, those are those movies or little clips of people getting killed. So imagine you watching that over and over is, is a problem. That can desensitize you. Now you can actually watch that live <laughs> as it's happening. And it's not from a big media company, it's the citizens, you know, it's regular people. For me I'm a science fiction guy, you know, I like to think of future type stuff, but I always like to think about how would society deal with the technology, you know, that's the the scary kind of science fiction. And we've seen things like the Running, what's the Running Man movie and different sort of movies that play on what if mass murder or very brutal type of things were just like broadcasted all the time, like you know, you, you know what I mean like you're almost desensitized to it. It's just a normal thing to see people getting killed. And some people get a joy out of that, or it's a drilling, a drilling. A drill, I can't even say the word. A drillion rush. But this is kind of where we at right now. I mean, I'm not even dealing with the racial part of it, but just the fact that you could see death like that. And it is everywhere. It's on your phone, right? It's with you. It's on the, the laptop, the the TV, and it's uncut. It's not like the TV back in the day. They would shield us from seeing a lot of the real brutality of the world. You didn't really get to see the the cat getting stabbed or the bullets going. So, of course, there ain't no filter online, right? It's, it's regular people filming it as it goes. And it's, it doesn't go through a filter. It's going live. Boom. Then the media picks up on it. So that's. We got to deal with the fact that we live in a situation now where we see all of these types of imagery in our normal everyday life. And we're not that we're getting less and less shocked about it to see that. And some of us are watching that shit over and over. So think about what that's doing to you to see that over and over. Now, of course, we're dealing with black people, which I am a part of, for those who don't know. And you're dealing with the uh, police and there's always been a some you know, things going on with that before I was born and maybe even after I'm not here. But we're still dealing with that right now. And then, of course, we have this new thing, Black Lives Matter. And you got people that will you say Black Lives Matter to certain people, it, igni- it ignites a reaction. Some may say, oh, yeah, that's cool. Some will say they have a negative reaction to it. Some is super negative. Some people want to classify that as a terrorist group, right? That, that's some people say that. Uh, but I think the problem of the whole situation, I'm going to get the other fellas to, to jump in here too. Here's why I see the problem. The problem I think was going on has always been going on is the lack of respect. You know, they put some respect on, on, on a black person's name, but I think it's about fear and it's about not really seeing a black person in this situation as a real person or as something less or as ah oh, that's not it's not on the same level as everything else and what i mean by that is to say everybody does it whether you're black white asian puerto rican and they do it because in my opinion they've been conditioned to think that way i'm not going to even deal with White people, I'm dealing with black people right now. We as black people do it to each other. Right. We've been conditioned. From things we see in media, most part. That make us think of ourselves as less than. So we don't, you know, we, we see each other. And say, oh, oh, you know, if black people did that. You know, it's always a less than. Uh, caller, thank you for joining us. I'm going to put you on hold for a second. We're just getting started. But we see ourselves as less than. And there's a number of reasons why, but I think I think it's because we have been conditioned to sort of do that. Now, imagine. You're a white cop or you're a white person. And again, I'm not coming at white people. I'm just giving you my understanding here. If us internally as black people. See ourselves lower than what do you think they think? Of course, they're thinking that too. The the, the 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 programming was actually going to them. <laughs> but because we're in the same culture, we watch the same shit. And we get conditioned right along with them. Now, put that in the situation where you have the authority to take a life. And you ain't never really been around black people. You might be scared. It's, it's a split-second situation. And you have to make a call. They probably... And we always... I, I look. I'm 46 years old. I know that there are certain people that are afraid of black people. That's just reality. I see it every day when I'm walking in this major metropolitan city that I live in, Seattle, Washington. People will clench their bags or it's just me and them on the sidewalk. They can slide to the way far side of the sidewalk or move a little bit faster because they don't want you behind them. I get it. So imagine the cat's police officer. He might be a scary type of dude. Boom, he's going to fire first. He doesn't value a black person. He doesn't under, he don't really see, all he knows is what's on TV and what he's been. Oh. And then maybe again, of all he's dealing with are criminals on a day-to-day basis. You don't think that person's probably like, Oh, they all like that, You know, his first assumption, oh, you're a criminal too. I've heard it all before. Tell, but sir, I'm just, ah, I heard all this shit before. Ah, get the fuck down on the ground. You know what I mean? Like, hes he's been so conditioned by all these different things that so that in that respect part is gone. And I think that's what we're dealing with out here is that we are not seen on the same level as everybody else. And of course, I think that the society does it. And unfortunately, we have been doing that as well. We're going to get into some solutions and and thoughts about this, you know, but this is my opinion on the situation real quick. And I'm going to go to other people. The thing that happened in Dallas with the shooting, that's a tragedy, too. But if anyone who listened to my last show, I talked about, you know, the White White House had just released the week before the number of civilians who had been killed. And the drone attacks was like 62 or something like that. You know. See, here's my thing. I, I look at the whole picture of the situation. Who was the guy who did the shooting in Dallas? He was a patriot. Right. He was a vet. He was in the military. He, he's a part of. Our tax dollars go to the military. We, we, we pay to have this military. We pay the most of any country to have the best defense in the world. There's going to be blowback. There's going to be slip throughs. There's going to be cracks that happen when you have that type of situation. Just as I said that we live in a world where there's going to be innocent bystanders to get casualties of the gunshots. By the planes and whatever else, and that's an accepted situation by us. We let you know, hey, we are sorry about that. Cut those people a check. Keep the drone dr- uh, drones flying. They're not going to stop that program, right? We could we acknowledge that we have casualties. It's going to be the same reason why we got casualties in this country. He was a part of that organization, right? He's a military person. He was trained. He's been in Afghanistan. And now he probably got mental problems. What if he had what's he called, PSD or whatever? He's a black man. He's probably also dealing with the mental stress of seeing killings. In the social media, on the media. And he identify, identify himself. Oh, they're killing black folks. I'm trained. Uh, we got a ride. Now keep, let's keep 100. I don't support that at all. I'm just telling you the, my opinion what the mindset is. It's the same mindset that says when they bomb us, we're riding. And ain't no questions asked. And if it's if it's the wrong country, oops, I did it again. Shout out to Britney Spears. Oh, we got to go to the next one. But we're going to get the people we come to get. This nutcase seems to have that same sort of ideology. I don't agree with it but he's a part of that. He's been trained to be, he's trained to kill people. And he may be dealing with issues from his engagements over there. He may be also dealing with issues of being a black person in here. And I say that because I was stressed about it. I was having nightmares. uh, The day after the one in Minnesota, I was in the bed. My girlfriend was like, what was wrong with you last night? I was kicking and screaming. That's just scary to me, but I'm not going to be out here running and killing nobody. So that's just my initial thoughts. You agree, you disagree you want. Uh, let's bless our caller first who took the time to call in. Caller, what's your name? Where are you calling from?
5: Michael Dean. Daryl McCullough.
1: Daryl, my man. I'm glad you called in. Uh, give us. How are man, you? Some, man, I'm, I'm, I'm actually good because I got my family here. My kids are here. So I'm blessed. But this stuff is a troubling situation. It's the ongoing type of thing. But I'm curious, man, what do you think about all this stuff?
5: Well, I'll make two um, uh, comments here, uh, if I may. I understand that there are racist cops out here. I have various uh, relatives that are policemen in my family. And we all sit down and we talk about these things. Uh, Do I believe that with all the training, with all the... Everyone has a cell phone and all these different types of things are white cops going out shooting black people like hotcakes. I just find that hard to believe to a certain degree. Does it happen? Have things happen out of, out, of, out of character? Absolutely. Uh, did, were some things... Uh, um, did they... You, you know, were things excessive? I agree. My thing with this... Sh- Shooting of the gentleman that was in the car with the video taken after it, ha- it happened, there was a child in the back seat of that car.
0: Mm-hmm.
5: I think a, I think a policeman looks at a car, he scans it. It would have to really be something happening for for me to shoot someone and, 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 and risk the chance of hitting that child. So before I arrive at a conclusion, I gotta see everything. I gotta hear everything. You know, we definitely have some injustice, but I'm gonna also go over here. Um, I'm gonna talk about this on our podcast, and I'm gonna label it emotionally involved. When we are emotionally involved, we don't think clearly. Um, we got we got various agendas going on in this world. We got a black agenda. We got a white agenda. We got an everybody else agenda. And you get emotionally involved wherever you fit in. The president, rather than getting emotionally involved with these other things, he got involved with gays, transgender, and things like that. The black agenda fell to the wayside. The white agenda fell to the wayside. And people are bucking back. I'm not justifying what happened in Dallas. Not at all. But I'm saying you're pushing people in a corner. What are they to do now? Now, if I'm incorrect, just let me know. If I'm not making sense, just let me know.
1: No, no, you're good. I'm with you.
5: You know, so I, 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 I don't know. I mean, this is not a. I'm emotionally involved in these black issues. I'm black, so I, this this is nothing new. Racism is nothing new. Right. But. I just don't know what we can do to to make steps in the right direction. When I mess up their work, they show us. When they when we mess up their work, they show videos. We fill out suggestions. They, do, mm-hmm. they don't do that at the police station. I would like we to know never they Well, they
1: well, are. Real quick, Daryl, just so I can put we put things in context of where we're calling from around the country, where, where are you uh, situated at?
5: I am in uh, Toledo, ohio right now i'm at work and i i I, I popped on facebook and i was like okay do i risk my job to call michael dean you know what i'll take a chance i'll take a chance i can't take a quick lunch for a valid issue we're not talking nonsense so i had to give you a call but i'm in Toledo, ohio right now
1: oh man i respect that man Now, now to be clear I can't pay you for when you lose your job, so I'm going to let you take that one, but I would definitely respect that Uh, and stay as long as you you can, man. I understand if you got to go back to work. Uh, Aunt Poo,
0: uh,
1: what's some of your thoughts on this stuff, man?
4: It's just tiring, you know? I I get it. Um, Alton Sterling, he wasn't a quote-unquote choir boy. I get it. He had a gun. Um, I know Big Sexy said that it is illegal for an ex-con to have a gun, but I i mean, maybe that's a state-to-state rule. You never know. But it's just tiring as fuck to see it happen over and over again. Maybe I have too much common sense where I'm thinking, you know, <clears throat> I can't see a man with a record doing something illegal, knowing they're in the wrong, really trying to test the wrong one. And let's just be honest, the police are always the wrong ones. And just seeing it over and over again, I'm just like, this is just bull. I mean, and then I look at, like, like uh, I'm sorry, like Daryl just mentioned, like, I just can't imagine from what we've been told about Philandro, who doesn't have a record, who doesn't have a criminal record, that he would put... His girlfriend and his daughter at risk for what they didn't they've yet to say he had any any contraband they yet to say he had any drugs or anything he was doing anything illegal so i just it's just it just seems like such bullshit that they can that they're going to be able to justify the shooting to me is the the problem I have with it is is that and I, I mentioned this on a, a post. Whenever someone black does something fucked up or stupid or kill someone, we as the black community have to come out. We have to immediately run to Facebook, Twitter, uh, press conference, YouTube and disavow that black person. But to this day, I'm still waiting for the police, any police officers, any police department to say, you know what, this was a bad guy. This is, this, well, one, the one in South Carolina, the one that shot the guy in the back and the one, the dumbass that shot the guy for reaching for his, uh, his ID. But it's rare. They say, oh, it's one bad apple, but yeah, they never, they, they never just go out of their way to say they don't, they're not reflective of us and we disavow him. He should have never gotten the back. You rarely ever see that. It. Instead, it's always wait till all the facts. Um, you don't know everything, Uh, comply it's just tiring as hell
1: yeah there there was uh i don't have her name but i watched a video this morning uh black lady she was a police officer she did a facebook live uh kind of rant type of thing uh she was really you know very emotional going in on it uh now she has been placed on leave (laughs) because of it but she did, you know, really speak as as a person who was a police officer, female, woman. She's black, she was raised in the hood, decided she wanted to be a cop to do, you know, to help people and do the right thing. And she spoke about kind of what she was talking about, you know, in terms of where there are bad cops and good cops of that thing and, you know, what you should do in situations like that. And it's interesting to, to, to get her type of perspective. She's also, she did a secondary pol- uh, press conference as well um, but you know the thing is I think why you don't hear that is because you know the cops like any real organization when something happens they get on code you know as my man Tariq she would say they have a code of ethics and a, you know a way that they act that you're not gonna really be out there speaking out of turn right they got the union and you know the code of blue or situation so if something happens you fall back into that, and like they said, they're gonna waiting for the facts and figure out the best way to present their case uh, that's gonna win, as opposed to just jumping out there speaking, you know, nearly nally. Uh, so that's what that is, and it, I would suggest all people kind of do that if, because again, you're not gonna see the cops uh, discredit each other. You know what I'm saying they they they've worked hard to create a system, or, or, you know, a fraternity that they stand as one for good or for bad.
4: But not. Well, wait, wait, wait. One more thing I wanted to say. Um, you you listen to like the Fox News. You listen to some of the quote unquote right wing media. You listen to a Larry Elder, Sean Hannity, Mark Levin, um, Rush Limbaugh. All of them talk about the corruption of government. Government is the problem. Government is this. Government is bad. Government is too much into our business. Government needs to, is inhibiting our freedom. Government, government, government. Government is bad. However, when it comes to police, which is funded and is a state-run government organization, no matter what any minority, specifically black person, says about them, they always take the side of this government organization. And it's just like, how could, how do you tell us The federal centralized government is bad. These local governments are bad. These state governments are bad. But these state-run armed police departments, oh, they're infallible.
1: Can I say real quick?
4: Yeah, go right
2: ahead. I do want to say, to be fair, the mayor of, I think it was the mayor of uh, Minneapolis, wasn't he the guy who came out and said he felt that if uh, Philando were white that he wouldn't have been shot.
1: I think that was the <laughs> governor.
2: That's even higher. So that we do have a, 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 an official discrediting the police in that sense.
1: Right. But I'm saying you don't have the police themselves. They'll, you know what I mean? They don't. And, and they'll. I think we saw that in New York last year or something. The police, you know, they wasn't fucking with the mayor. Right? Like, they're not going to jump out of rank on their own people. You might have outside people who may even govern the police say something, but you rarely will see the police themselves snitch down on each other. I, I think that's what he was saying. But yeah, the governor was the one who did say that. But Q, what's your thoughts, man? I
2: think um, I think both shootings were, in a, from what I saw on the video, on both videos, I think both shootings were inappropriate. Um, I think some, oh, I, well, I'm not going to put anybody's name on blast, but another podcaster said that uh he said that uh <laughs> whenever uh, whenever a gun is involved all bets are off and i can understand someone saying that but we are everyone black people included have second right second what is it second amendment rights um so when you, in my opinion if the police get the guy down well here's the thing if the police get a call that there's a guy with a gun on the corner threatening people, which I don't think the guy was threatening. He probably showed his gun, which is is a threat, but not, he didn't have it pulled out and drawn, but when the police get a call saying that there's a guy threatening people with a gun, and they show up on the scene, it just strikes me as funny that they get the guy on the ground, the guy does not have a gun in his hand, and all of a sudden you hear a cop say, he's got a gun! Like, didn't they already know that? So then to shoot him over that, I think that's highly suspect, and then to me, there's no doubt from what I hear and what I've seen that the cop who shot Philando should not be working anymore because, he, from my understanding, understand, he told the police. He, he did everything right as far as I'm concerned. He told the policeman, I have a gun. And the policeman shot him and said, I told him not to reach for his gun or something. He said, he, you can hear him screaming, I told him not to reach for his gun or something like that. So I I think it's it's messed up. I I have more to say about this, but I I don't want. I don't know if we're ready to move into that territory yet.
1: Okay, well, we're definitely going to come back to you on that. Um, And just to reiterate again, you know, and and we're going to go to Big Sexy. That part of the video uh, in in the Minnesota shooting, and I think it was after the girlfriend. uh, I guess she was in the police car or something in the back seat or whatever. With her daughter. And she's. Remarkably you know. Seeing such a stressful thing like that. She was kind of holding it together. But then once she was handcuffed in the back of the car. She started to lose it. And started crying and stuff. And the part that man that really. I think is why I started having nightmares about it. Was the little girl. Told her mom. She said don't cry mom. I'm, you know, she was saying something like I'll take care of you. Or it's going to be all. Like she was consoling. The mother. And this little girl just seeing somebody die, I was just like, I don't understand like where in the world, like the it's compassion, like, oh. how do you have children in situations? Now, again, I just, it's hard for me to wrap my head around and it's heartbreaking because we're not supposed to let kids be in situations like that. You know what I mean? Like it's, that's Ridiculous. If nothing else, even if you think that the guy pulled the gun, why the kids gotta be bear witness to that? Can't they let the kid out or go put the kid somewhere? Why the kid gotta sit in the back of the police car with their mom handcuffed? Them? Well, they did nothing wrong. And the mom crying, the kid gotta be the one, they're four years old. Why, the heck, why was the
2: mother handcuffed? Why was she arrested?
1: Well, oh, that's what I'm saying. That's ridiculous. It's ridiculous. but so it's, the reason they get me for but yeah it, it just it's as heartbreaking to me uh as a man that's heartbreaking to me mark you a lawyer i am you senior senior advisor uh come to us with some wisdom I, because I think uh Daryl said it best. you know we can get very emotional about stuff like this, but give us your take on this stuff.
3: Well looking at both shooting incidents for now and not going into Dallas, uh, you know again I've been, been trained in the law. I look at all things from all angles and whatnot. The one in Baton Rouge, that video, everybody was wrong here, but there is an arguable stance to take because there was a struggle and blah blah blah. But in Minnesota, they just opened up on this guy. I don't see any justification. I'm reading right now uh, a, a piece from the New York Post, I believe. It uh, said the cop the cop who did it, Geronimo Yanez, was, and I quote, reacting to the presence of a gun and the display of the gun. I have not seen the gun. No one's seen the gun. This guy just went, you know, went into business for himself. And shot this guy in front of his girlfriend, in front of her daughter. I don't, I'm not one to rally for, you know, mass hysteria. But the Minnesota governor himself said, look, if this guy was white, he wouldn't be dead. At the very least, this officer's got to fall. You know, if anything should happen there, their commissioner should come out and say, look, we got a, like, like a, like Q said earlier, look, we got a bad. I'm sorry, it was Ant. Said we got a bad guy here. He's got to go. He's got to go. Then he's got to be held to the standard of the law. You shoot a person, you know, like that, unwarr- unwarranted, unreasonably. You got to go. Period. The one in Baton Rouge. That one's going to be a little more difficult. Now, if they knew he had a gun when they approached, guy should not have had a gun. Nope. Should they have gotten into a little scuffle? No. Because anything can happen in a scuffle. Anything. Most times, when you're scuffling with the cops, that's when usually it goes bad for a person. Uh, So I want to hear more about that one. But this thing in Minnesota looks pretty cut and dry. And I don't want to jump to cut and dry. I don't. But it's all laid out in front of all of us to see. You know, they pull the guy over for a traffic violation, and then they pull out. After the guy told them, look, I got a carry permit and and I got one. These cops clearly did not react in the logical or way they were trained to, to react. There was another guy, I don't know if you guys have seen this, but there's been a story on Facebook about a guy who got pulled over. And he told the cop, he said, look, I'm licensed, I'm packing. Cops like, cool, no problem. Where is it? It's right here. All right, fine. Put it over there. Fine. They did their thing. He didn't get a ticket, and he kept it moving. Was so, was
0: that a black
2: person?
3: Yes. So, where was that? Oh God, I want to say it was a south south or midwestern state, like or western state, like uh, Arizona, New Mexico, that region. Oh, okay. And I'm like, okay, cool. You know, so the motorist did his part. You know, I'm I got a gun, I got a permit. You know, cop in Minnesota did not ask to see it, did not ask to do anything. He just went bananas. So, no, I, I don't see any way to explain this one away, even with a bad explanation. This guy, this cop has to fall, and he's asked to fall as a criminal because he committed a criminal act, period.
1: Yeah, it's it, it, it's, you know, the thing is, there's been numerous of people where there's videos and you kind of think like yeah, it seems cut and dry and they walk you know to me uh tamar rice you know <laughs> child toy gun you gotta even take a ta- take the time to assess the situation properly and you just go in and open fires and as far as i understand that guy's not in prison or anything you know he's back on the job or whatever it is this there's this there's been too many that we see in the media social media that we've seen where it's like they always get off so and i think that's what sort of to me it goes back into what i was saying before like the respect and the value if they don't really value you then there's really that there's not that sort of reasoning to not pull the trigger or to not just escalate it to the End point. You know, you see these videos like the one you talked about, Mark. You see the videos that a lot of the white guys are out there openly opening carry, or there's people that are damn near fighting the cops and they are alive. <laughs> they don't get gunned down, you know, because I think they, they, you know, they, oh, that's a white person. Yeah, let me follow protocol. You know, I'm not going to just blow them away. And I just think that that value in you see black cops could be just as hard, right? If they, you know, been uh, brainwashed by the same conditioning that we see all the time, they'd be like, ah, so get your black ass on. You know what I mean? Like, we're doing the same stuff. And I think that's, so you get all of that and then you enter in uh, the Micah X Johnsons of the world where he was a person who fought for this country, Right. And, and listen, I'm only saying these things because this is what we normally say. We normally put military personnel beyond reproach. You say, Thank you for your service. You know, we we make sure we give them respect. Right. He was one of those guys before he steps into, you know, this other thing. But he was a military guy. He put in the time. Fought for his country, went overseas. He is black. Of course, they're pulling his history now. You know, you see it's funny because the media want to portray this in a certain way. There are two very important pictures of uh, this this man. One of him that I'm starting to see in the media. He's got the on, raised fist. Very black power sort of stance. And then there's the picture of him in his military uniform. Now, I'm seeing a lot of these organizations are using that raised fist in the air, <laughs> Daishiki image, and not the image where he represents the United States of America. That's funny stuff, Because now what they're trying to do is to paint the image of, and now that, you know, uh, shout out to Professor Griff. I don't know if y'all heard of that. They was trying to come at Griff over this because there's a picture of this guy with Professor Griff. And of course, you know Griff is part of the Public Enemy, and for those who have you know the history of Public Enemy, you know in those days Griff was a lightning rod for the bullshit to come, right? Because they, oh, you going after the Jews? You know, they had to put him out the group for a minute, right? Y'all remember that? <laughs> Chuck was like, "Shit, Griff, <laughs> you can't go out the Jews, man. I got, so I got to put you out the group, Playboy." So we know, and, and of course, Griff has went on, you know, you look online on YouTube, he's a staple of, you know, the, the conscious community. He's all on, on videos and stuff. So they tried to tie him with Griff. Oh, see? And Griff had to come out and say, hey, I don't know that cat. He probably took a picture at one of my events, but I don't know him. Don't try to, don't, don't try to tie me to that. Then they are trying to tie him, saying he uh, was a part of the new Black Panther movement. I started seeing that today. Apparently had been a member for six, four months, years ago. His Facebook page, he has the red, black, and green flag on the background. You know, oh, he's a he's tied into the Pan African anti-white movement, huh? Anti is, is it the black? So when Prince had that flag on the back of the American video, he was anti-white. Fuck out of but see, kind of see how they're trying to spin it a little bit, and uh, you've seen—I don't even say these clowns' names because they're clowns to me. Uh, one of these uh, guys who used to be in politics tweeted some nonsense about
0: Joe uh, Walsh.
2: Uh, yeah, I,
1: yeah, he's a clown. of You know, real Americans are really fight back, insinuating he was gonna go at Obama and uh, Black Lives Matter. Or something starting a war, we're gonna come at you. What the fuck are you talking about, man? If you wanna be a racist cat, you could just be a racist. You don't need these things to, to justify you saying that crazy stuff. But it's they're trying to am I my so in my conspiracy theorist thoughts, I could see them using this situation of Dallas as like the new nine eleven for like police officer. And sort of position that to now the terrorists are anybody in the conscious community or anybody who's quote unquote black power or, you know, that type of oh y'all terrorists. Because, see, here's one of your people went out and killed cops. I can see him flipping it, trying to flip the script to do that. I don't agree with that, because, again, I think somebody said it earlier and Pooh, one person does not speak for everybody. So let me make this entirely clear, and this is my opinion. That man who killed those police officers, he's not some Avenger for black people. We didn't all have a meeting and said, You, you're a part of the elite task force of Avengers or some craziness, go out and strike back. That, that, that didn't happen. That's, that's some bullshit. He's a lone wolf. Just as Dalen, the cats who do all them other shootings, they be lone wolves. This cat's a lone wolf. He's actually a, he's a patriot. He's an ex-military guy, so that's their situation to deal with that.
2: I think you might want to use the word veteran, not patriot.
1: Well, I'm just saying that's how they you know they try to paint him where his cat's is. He's fight for the country. You know, he's for the country. He sold. He he gave an oath to it. So I'm just saying that, that he's more their problem. Why don't they go to talk to the military? About how they deal with their, I guess, veterans, and how they can transition back into civilian society and be somebody who brings positivity instead of taking that training and stuff and going out murdering people. Cause they ain't got nothing to do. If if you're gonna group people, together, black people ain't got nothing to do with that. The only thing we got to do with this, is we pay our tax dollars go into go into that, but all right, we ain't. I didn't put that ideology in his head. These one of y'all's. going anyway I'm rambling it, it, go, go ahead, ahead. Uh, Q Moving, well here's my question
2: I don't understand why when you bring up the fact that you know uh, black people if we understand that it's going down with us when we get that there's the, a the chance it's going to go down Stuff's going to get real when we get pulled over. Why is it wrong to say we might want to not choose that time i'm not and I'm not saying Philando did this. I think Philando, from what I've seen, was completely in the right. but in general why why do why is there hell to pay when when people say we might want to just do what the police say? Which will give us a chance to get out of that situation alive much better than fighting back against a cop who might have had a bad day or might be a white racist i don't understand i've gotten I just hinted at that on uh, Facebook i got and I got hit from all sides, and I don't understand why that is why when i when I say that or anyone says that, that means we're blaming the victim or that means we are. Uh, following respectability politics, or that we are denigrating black people, or we're sellouts. I, I don't. I don't
1: understand that. Can we? I, I have a thought, but I don't see anyone else wants to.
4: Well, I got, I got two thoughts on that. Go ahead. One because um, they they feed us this um, narrative that we're all equal, that all lives matter, but you see um, mostly whites uh, not complying and living. And two. In the case of actually both of them, um, we didn't see Alton not complying. I saw a video where it was like, get on the ground. And maybe he was a little hesitant. But the next thing, he was tackled. And then we hear the story from his, um, Philandro's uh, girlfriend. And I'm sorry, I find her just as credible as the police at this point. Um, he was complying. He did the right thing. He he notified the officer he had a gun. I he said Philando him. did the right thing though. I did I'm say sorry, he, what? I
2: said before I started, I said Philando, as far as I can tell, he did the right thing. I was I was addressing more Alton and all of the other killings that have happened.
4: Okay. In, and in- what I what I'm saying is is that even when you do comp- to hear comply, you're like, what the fuck? I mean, like you see others not complying or giving attitude why do we end up dead? And then when you do comply, when you see someone complying, they end up dead. So that's why nobody wants to hear comply, black man. But, you may you not want to hear it, but what I'm saying is let's use some reason. You know, you asked the question, and I'm explaining why people didn't want to hear it, because okay. the, here's a here's a case where somebody was complying and he's dead. So it's Again. like, to hear okay. well, comply, you're like, wait a minute, what the fuck? Fuck you. So Who what's the so, you know, people just like, what do you mean comply? Yes. Well, let me, let
1: me let me add this, too. Let, let me add this, too. The thing is, to me, when you say comply, which I don't necessarily have a problem with, because if you're thinking, I want to live in that split second, bow down, right? Because this guy has the authority to kill you. But the thing, but it goes back to my original situation where it's low level thinking. Because, again, we see ourselves as less than. So if you see yourself as less than, then you are acknowledging the fact that the rules are different for you and that you're going to have to go along with that because you're less than everybody else. As you said, you see the white people almost being indignant to them. Some of these videos, they damn near outright fighting. But the police, though he does have that same authority to kill them, they don't. So I'm not saying I disagree with the compliant part because that could save you, but the other 50, 50 chances you could still die anyway, as course, you've seen yeah. with this guy. So I don't know. To me, it's like, uh, yeah, you can do that, but you're doing that because you are sort of admitting that you're not on their level. No, you're doing, let
2: me just say you're doing that because you're admitting, I want to get home to my wife and children. And what I'm saying is that when you comply I at no point did I say you are guaranteed survival, But I tell you what: if you comply, you have a fifty. Let's say you have a fifty well, percent chance of living. Right. Yeah, fifty percent either way. If you don't comply, you have a hundred percent chance of being arrested or dying.
1: No, it's not absolute. What? It's not absolute. If You don't comply. You don't. You, you don't. If, have if a you don't, uh, if you well, if you lunge at the cop. Yeah, you're probably gonna die. No, no one's saying, but I mean, that's a, that's the uh, the actions of a fool.
2: No, no, I'm not saying. When I say don't comply, I'm not. That doesn't mean you're lunging. That means if cop says get on the ground and you stand there and you say no,
1: that is not complying. But if you have the right to do that without them killing you, that's not a that's not an assumption. You shouldn't be killed for something like that. I think that's kind of at least that's what I'm trying to say. Like, I understand you, I you can comply. And still die. Right. You said that you said, Jeff, 50 percent chance of dying. Now, I'm trying to understand is the other the other option is that if someone says, give me your I.D. And you say no. So are you saying and you saying you have 100 percent that they blow your heads off?
2: What I'm, OK, you, you brought up you, you brought up a good, a, a great example, which I've used before, yesterday and the day before. If a white criminal points a gun at me and says, give me your wallet. I'm going to comply because I don't want to get shot. And that's a white criminal, a low life criminal. Right. So right. why would I not comply when a cop pointing a gun at me who might be racist or had a bad day? Why would I choose that moment not to comply? Because cops are them?
1: not criminals. Their job is not to shoot you and rob but you.
2: <laughs> but obviously some cops are criminal because they're murdering us.
1: So you would rather, again, uh, I don't, uh, listen, I, I accept that there may be some bad cops, but I don't believe that if the cops if a cop's not gonna pull his gun out and, and rob you. A, a cop will say, Hey, give me show me some ID. And right. you can choose to say yes or no. Now
2: you can choose to say, Why do you why are you asking sure. me that so.
1: now now you were saying and that's what I was trying to get to you understand? So if I don't comply to give them the ID, it cannot be hundred percent that they can blow me away. That's wrong. I yeah, don't
2: believe I- that's true. It might be. See, again, we're dealing with what's wrong and what's reality.
1: Well, I don't think it's true. The reality is they're not going to just shoot you.
2: Well, I'm sorry. I'm, I must be missing something. In in the case of Alton Sterling, when the cops say get on the ground and he didn't. My question is, why didn't he get on the ground? We don't know. OK, so my question is, then what is the debate in terms of when I say it's better to comply with the cops and live to fight another day. Did he
1: have his hands behind his back?
2: I, I have no idea. All I know is I saw this video, and the cop said at least three times, you know, I'm not accusing Alton Sterling of doing anything wrong in terms of the law. What I'm saying is the cops... But the, I, wanted, I want the brother to be alive today, and I'm sure. saying for him, to, for him to have a better chance to be alive, when the cops said three times get on the ground... Why not get on the ground? The, the fourth time the cop tackled him and that escalated the situation.
1: Right. And that's why I said originally, I don't disagree with your reasoning. I'm just saying the reasoning is there because we understand that the laws or well, well, the laws are for everybody on the books. They're for everybody. But we understand that we don't have that respect on us and that value. So we have to do what they don't. And that's why I said that's the whole reason we have this problem to begin with. Because we don't value ourselves. They don't value us. What, see,
0: you, you and so you experience.
1: can be held accountable. You can be held accountable for things that other people don't do. and can, and But yeah, you'll be a, you have a 50 percent chance to live. I agree with what you're saying. But I'm saying the reason why you have to think that way is because we accept and understand that they don't see us the same. Right. So that's what, so that's what I'm saying. I didn't say I disagree with you. I'm just telling you this is my reason why I think it is like that. Yeah, it will save your life, but I'm telling you the reasons mind, why mind. it exists, because we are not on the same playing level.
2: I, and I understand that, but no, if we know that, what, what, what would you rather do, stand, uh, possibly get uh, killed over pride, or comply? Well, it's
1: not about pride.
2: Hold on, Mike. Would you, it, it, it is about pride.
1: Well, I don't have, I don't have to be prideful. But, I don't understand but the but laws it, of engagement and that but, the, the but, deck, it may be stacked against me. That ain't got nothing to do with pride.
2: I'm saying if a cop tells me to get on the ground for whatever reason, I'm going to be oh, this motherfucker here. OK, I'm not going to say no or I'm not going to continue to stand there.
1: Right. I'm you gonna- shouldn't. Oh. I, I don't disagree with you. I don't know why you can. I, I agree with you. I agree with what you said. And you still have a 50 percent chance of getting killed. Right. Correct. Just as the, the man in Minnesota, he got killed. As opposed to not doing what the cop says and, and having still lying.
2: A- and ninety to hundred percent chance getting killed, and you still did.
1: So either so much, way, you fucked. <laughs> essentially, I, I disagree
2: with
1: that. I guess I disagree. Well, you said it's fifty percent. So either way, you, you're not. Either way, you're not going to get the same benefit as somebody that was white. The governor said that much.
2: Of course, I know that. That's why. Well, I'm that was my to- whole point. That is why I'm going to comply because I know it's a fucked up racist society. Right. So why so would I we jump agree?
1: Back at it? That, right. Well, that's why I said I don't disagree with your reasoning. You just said you just backed up what I said. And that's all I was saying. There's no debate on why you should do it. I'm just saying this is why we have to do that. Because the game ain't the same, right? You you just said it.
2: But is that okay, so you're saying that's the reason why people are saying I am uh, no, I understand.
1: no. I said, that's the reason why that you have that thinking. <laughs> I didn't say that's why they come at you.
2: I'm at the question I asked was, why do people, why do black folks? Right. And
1: gave sorry. you his reasons Aunt, why his thoughts to your question.
2: But that, okay. But what I heard Aunt hmm? say does not say, does not uh, keep black people alive. Okay.
1: That wasn't the question.
2: <laughs> it, is, well,
1: he, he, it, it may not. It, you're right. It may must, not. But he just gave you his thoughts on the situation. It's not here to change your mind. You're not here to change his. We're giving out our opinions, and we all have them. Uh, you can judge if yours is better than the other person. I'm you not
2: know. trying to say mine. Well, no,
1: I'm just saying. Uh, so to, to we, we can't keep going back and forth because ain't nobody gonna change anybody's mind. Uh, can, I,
4: can I add one of the thing? Uh, separate to that it's, I, I just hate the fact that if we give the police officers an attitude they can really fuck us up either take us to jail or kill us and I'm like no other profession operates like that no other government profession truly operates like that I go to the d and give an attitude they'll still do their job they'll just they take their time or, send, or tell you you go to somebody else because you they don't value
1: attitude, you you don't have the same value. That's why. <laughs> That's it. I mean, a, if they don't, if you don't respect something, then you ain't going to, you know, why would I, if I don't respect you as a man, for instance, this is an example. I don't respect you as a man. Why would I let you tell me anything? I don't respect you, man. Shut up. Don't say nothing to me. And, and I, and my job is to have authority over you that I can actually take your life. Then of course, who are you going to tell me? I'm the authority figure out here. Shut up. You know what I'm saying? Do what I tell you to do. If it ain't right, it's because I say so is right. You don't judge. You don't tell me what to do. That's the mindset. That's just that'd be just the mindset of cops in general, even good cops. Now, again, if if it is somebody that I feel like I don't have the respect for, you can't tell me nothing. So that's why it's like that. I think what we need to start looking at is how do we change that? What do we what can be changed so that we don't have to. uh, So there doesn't have to be essentially two sets of rules, (laughs) one for everybody else and then one for us. How do we get out of that situation? Yes, we have to comply, as Q said, because we got to stay alive. Right. But how do we change that? Because to me, it'd be like uh, you can't tell women they can't dress a certain way because they might get raped. Right, that we we say that's wrong. Well, if if you didn't have uh, some cleavage showing, then they wouldn't have tried to grab your titties. Well, I, uh, you know what I'm saying? Like, I, you can't do that, right? How do we change that so that you can be the same as everybody else, and 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 it go by the book? What can we do to change it so that we have value?
2: I think. It's a it's a, a systemic approach. And I may not I, let me just, just throw out my ideas here. I think, first of all, it has to happen where we cannot say, oh, this is the first thing we can't say, oh, I'm not going to vote. It don't mean nothing. I'm not. What does that mean? I'm just going to stay home. Don't My vote don't count for shit. We have to use our the power that we have. And that is at the ballot box to vote in people that we think are going to represent us fairly and honestly. Second thing,
1: who, who who's okay. going to do that right now? The President of the United States, which one is representing you? Shoot, the president ain't so, doing that. Talk,
2: see, I'm talking about I'm not just talking about the presidential level, I'm talking about the local level as well.
1: I ask and you I'm, again. <laughs> what? Yes. I I'm ask you again then on the local level. Like what what politicians or whatever the situation uh, as black people they voted for in a situation and it made a difference and brought respectability and value to the situation.
2: It may not have ever done that so that's why you're, I, the question you're asking is what do we need to do to change it and I'm giving you what my, what my thoughts are. To change are about.
1: the value so that we have respect on you our You cannot end.
2: change value you cannot, cha- you cannot hmm? regulate or, or change people's thoughts or values. You can't. You, can, you can only vote in and I, I honestly believe this. I don't care what anybody says. You can only vote in or use your political pressure to get people fired who either don't represent your values or vote in people who do. And I also think what, but what so the we,
1: question is, what if none of them represent your values? That's what I was asking.
2: I don't believe none of them represent my values. I don't believe that. Okay. That's, I think that's a negative. I think that's a negative viewpoint that leads to no, nothing ever getting changed. If you have that viewpoint, then, yes, nothing will ever change. If you, if you feel like it's something you run, not you, but you, the person who has that negative viewpoint, you run for office.
1: See, I disagree, I, but I, also, I respect your opinion.
2: Go I ahead. also think that uh, I think police, uh, I was watching someone on Meet the Press or Face the Nation, I can't remember what show. They made an excellent point. Oh, it was uh, the guy who used to be the police chief here in Philadelphia, Ramsey. I can't remember his last name, his first name. He said that one of the problems is that too many, every Uh, every township, every district, they have different police departments and they all have different policies. That's the problem. I think what you need to do is you need to have the community, have the police who are policing that community, um, have them be people that know the community or look like the people in the community so that hopefully they will respect the community. So you have a black officer pulling over, a black male, he's not going to React to that black male the same way a guy who lives in the suburbs of that town might react to that black man. So I think. You wait, wait, to- wait,
4: wait, 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 wait. Q. Q. Are you trying to say that you you fear a white man with a gun more than you fear a black man with the gun?
2: What are you? I never said anything like that.
4: No, because I'm just saying you said that if a black man pulls over a black man, he's not going to fear him because he's in that community. But I didn't I'm like, say that. I did not say that. You're, you I, did, you didn't just say that.
2: I listen just 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 listen to what I'm saying. Before you form an opinion, listen to what I'm saying. I said recruit officers. Recruit people that are from the neighborhood that they are going to be policing. That way, those people can more easily identify with the people in the neighborhood they're policing, and the people in the neighborhood will respect the police more, and the police will respect the citizens of that neighborhood more that's what i'm saying it could be a white cop or a black cop but i'm just saying a black cop is probably going to identify more and have more empathy for the people in that neighborhood
1: did they have empathy for the young man in the back of that <laughs> back of the uh, <laughs> car who got his neck broken or whatever well, again, they know, were black they, officers
2: i i, I you can find a negative in everything, and you can discredit every, every possible— well, I'm just
1: giving you one example. I, I, I mean, well, you can fall back on—you can always—I'm just asking you a direct question.
2: That's one example. So okay. that means that we should not attempt to do um, uh, and ex- execute on suggestions that come from people like me and other people in the community? I, well, I, on the people?
1: on the surface, I think that works but I don't know how that brings value, because to me, again, What's, you can, you, as, in my opinion, as I said earlier, black people don't value each other. It could be from the same neighborhood. It doesn't matter. We we don't, and I'm speaking generally. We don't put the same value on ourselves as we would to somebody else's situation. So if you are pulling from that pool who still sees each other as less than. How is that going to change? You just now have put a person who may have some self-hate in a position of power. But how does that bring value? How do we change the system so it's like we all see each other as equal and well, not as less let's than? See,
2: let's see. You're asking questions. Yes, I'm giving you answers. Yes. My, I, I can give you another answer, but I know it's going to get shot down. I would say that's where the psych profile has to be much more rigid. Okay. I mean, you have to know the you have to vet the people that you're hiring in the police academy. But I, I'm I'm sorry, sorry, right. I'm not going to sit here and say and and have the attitude that, well, every everybody's bad. Everyone that wants to be a cop is bad. Everyone. No, I'm is, not
1: saying everybody's bad.
2: But, but As I said I'm
1: speaking generally. I'm not talking about everybody.
2: So, then I would ask, them, what what is? No one is saying you can find you can bullet hole my, anybody's solution. You can riddle. With bullet holes, right? But why, if, if that paralyzes you and makes you say, "Well, what? Well, well, wait, what about that? Well, oh, oh that's going to
1: help." One, well, I'm doing kind of like what they. What about black? We always sort of put. Well, what about his history? So I'm just doing the same sort of thing. I'm not trying to belittle what you're saying, but everyone now, can. Me, every curious. every uh, answer you can take some pushback. I'm just giving you one. I'm not. I'm not drilling you or anything.
2: No, I, I'm not saying. I, I'm not saying you're doing this to me personally. What I'm saying is. I think this. At, I'm not saying you have an attitude. I'm saying this attitude or this approach to finding the negative in anything is part is a small part of the problem. I, I would agree with you
1: on a general level. I would agree with you. Did, did you have any other points or suggestions on what we can do? I mean,
2: I don't want. I don't know if I'm going to go there.
1: Oh <laughs> wait, wait, wait. wait. <laughs> My man love to like bait stuff. I'm like, I, I I don't know. Man, say what you gonna say. God
2: damn. All right. <laughs> All right. I, I don't necessarily agree with what he did, but uh Tom Tommy Sotomayor.
1: I know who that is, yep.
2: He put that picture of I don't know which I don't know which woman it was, which the girlfriend uh was he she the girlfriend of Philando or Alton? I'm not really sure. Philando flannel but she came to the press conference Mm -hmm. dressed with this cap on that looked ridiculous okay Okay. maybe I know I'm going to catch hell for this (laughs) to your point Mike maybe if we respected ourselves more Mm
1: -hmm.
2: we might respect from others
1: Explain to me that I'm not understanding the correlation of her appearance to the disrespect. What, explain that.
2: Well, I think if you are going to a press conference that uh, centers around your dead boyfriend who was allegedly murdered at right. the hands of cops, maybe dress appropriately.
1: She should have been wearing something different. Is that what you're saying?
2: I think the hat should have been rethought. Uh, it's a small thing what, just, what I,
1: was going on with the hat? Just so the cause the people that may not have seen the picture, so I just want to make sure they understand what you're saying.
2: Uh, I I describe it to you. I don't know if my description would be but it looked like uh, a cap that, you, uh, uh, that you Can like you mute hat.
1: your uh, thing there, Aunt? I'm sorry. Go ahead.
2: It looked like a cap, either a baseball cap or maybe a cap that a rerun stubs with a, Fred rerun stubs would have worn. And it had this huge pom pom on the top of it. It looked ridiculous.
1: Okay, and that discredited what she was saying?
2: I didn't say it discredited what she's saying completely, but I'm just saying if you, if, if you were going to a funeral, you dress a certain way.
1: Was if she at going, a funeral?
2: I'm saying if you're going to, I'm using a metaphor. Oh, okay. If you, if you are going to a funeral, you dress a certain way. If you're going to church, you tend to dress a certain way. If you're going to give a speech, you dress a certain way. Mm-hmm. If you're going to a press conference where your boyfriend was shot dead, and it becomes a political uh, flashpoint. I think you should dress a certain way.
1: Okay, so that was your third point. We got.
2: Uh, I, I think, and I think it backs up what you were saying. You know, if we respect ourselves a little bit more,
1: mm-hmm.
2: it might
0: engender
2: you pull your back.
1: pants up. Essentially,
2: yeah, respect. I guess you could call it respectability politics. Okay, and I have
4: a problem with that, to be honest. Right. But, but you, do do you know if, I mean, we've seen her. Does she look like she might have the monetary funds to actually dress, as you would say, more respectable? Uh, I, I'll say
2: this: um, I know my fair my fair share of black folk in my family, in my community, in my neighborhood. But but do you know? Can I finish my statement? I know that they may not have money to pay the rent, but they're going to get their nails done and they're going to get their hair done. There's no way you could tell me that you cannot come. I'm not saying you got to put on a three piece suit or after seven gown. But you you come looking like you are you, you come looking like you are meant to be taken seriously.
1: Wow. All right. Interesting. Uh you know I
2: but, I like, like to well, I I sense sorry? I sense a little um pushback can
1: you explain <laughs> I have no push I, I, these are your thoughts I, I'm just understanding I was I was trying to get a visual picture I looked up the picture um I don't know what day the press thing was uh my only thing I can say is this you know she's a woman she's a mother she seems rather young uh now i've never been in her shoes right i've never to me watching that video you know after the fact is tr- I it gave me nightmares now she's actually in that situation she was there she knew that man she's in love with him and her daughter's there so her mindset i just can't really speak to it because i've never you know i'm not about that life <laughs> i ain't seen nobody die no one in my family has died in front of me, let alone when my kids did. Like, I would be on some other stuff. So, the only thing that I can say is my heart can only go out to her because I don't know how she's even able to stand up. That's why, I, you know, from watching the video during the events, I was like, wow, her composure. Like, how was she able to be broadcasting this shit live? You know what I mean? Like, I don't know how. I'd probably be a bitch. I don't, I don't understand. So, I can't really... It's kind of like we were talking about on the last show about Stevie Wonder. Like, I can't go at my man. I can't really say nothing about it because most of us don't probably have the heart to stand up in front of the camera and speak under traumatic situations like that, let alone get on a podcast and be talking. You know what I mean? Like, I'll be asking people, oh, man, you want to come on the show? <laughs> <You> know, <laughs> freeze. So I, I I just have to go with what you said, but I can't call it. So there's not a pushback. I just can't. My brain doesn't wrap itself around it. You know what I mean? Because I, I don't know yeah. what I, I'd probably be up in there. <sighs> you, the last thing on my mind would be getting my suit from uh, getting my church suit pressed. I
2: see. <laughs> to, I, to,
1: to, you know what I mean? Would I would probably put on, would you, be on some you, dumb. Sh- I probably wouldn't even have the energy to get up there, let alone be up there looking tight. That would probably be, you know, my fade probably, you know, my cut probably would not be. Tired, my would probably be looking scraggly in the face. So, I don't know, I can't judge this. She's, and plus, she's not a, y'all can hear me what I'm about to say. She's not a man, like, that's a woman. Like, they, they oh. built on emotion. Like, I don't, I, I, what's that got to do I,
0: with how you look? Well,
1: because it, you're coming from it from a very logical, rational point of view. Which Why, is is,
0: logical?
2: Why is it Why is it rational? It would be,
1: because I, I agree with what you're saying on principle. Like, I, your points you make, they make sense to me. But I'm just saying, I don't know me personally if I could have that rationale. And for me to to go for a young mother or woman to have, they don't, some of them don't have that rationale when you're speaking in just regular terms. And y'all going to hate me for saying, I'm just keeping it 100. <laughs> if you've been in a traumatic situation and you're thrust into the spotlight, most celebrities can't handle being in the spotlight, let alone a civilian who ain't never had no practice. Or nobody there to to, to guide you in it. Sharpton is not standing next to her. Jesse's not standing next to her to to show you how to do it. There's nobody probably in her camp that's ever had this experience. But yet we are judging her based on those who have, because that's what we're used to seeing in a media presentation. I I can't wrap my head around it.
2: I don't understand. Agreed. I don't don't understand how... Uh, a traumatic experience makes you put something that looks insane on your head.
1: I'm sorry. You, you can't. You, now, have you been in a traumatic situation before? Of course I have. You, you have? When you saw somebody like her when somebody got killed right in front of you? Because if you have, then I'm not going to hey, say nothing
2: against you. Are you defining the trauma now? Well, I'm just doing We're going to keep it. <laughs> <Defying the laughs> wow.
1: Trauma? Well, I'm not talking about you losing your baseball cards. I'm talking about somebody, <laughs> their loved one was killed in front of you. Have you been in a situation like that specifically? Now you're now you're now I'm being specific. Have you or have you
2: not? I've been in a situation where a loved one was shot in front of me. But okay, well, then we can't
1: really judge her mindset because we don't have a reason of basis to understand it.
2: Sorry, I've I've been in situations where people have died and I was there like in a hospital room.
1: Sure. And, and, And I have too, And I understand that. But I think this is a little different. This was someone's life that was taken. Right. This is a traumatic this this may be a murder. Right? I, I don't know how many of us have been I ain't in them streets. And I well, ain't so been I-, I haven't been pulled over by cops to be in them situations. So I personally can't call the mindset. You can. I'm, I ain't mad at you. I'm not saying I can
2: call it. I can't call it, but I I will say this again. You know, I, I think there is a certain thing where we I mean to me, it's just common it, it makes sense that someone would have said, you know, baby, you might want to rethink that hat. you' going on, you're going in front of a lot of people to deliver sure, sure. a powerful message i
1: I, I, I hear I, you man i I, I hear think you it's, uh,
2: what is it um, bigotry <laughs> of low expectations
1: right. I, like I said, i I have to just fall back on what you're saying. you know uh The only pushback I would say is, if we're at the level where we're worry about the appearance we will question what level we're coming from because so that's sort of to... that would sort of go back to what black people always worried about the how tight the rims are maybe the appearance of it sometimes isn't always the first thing that needs to come to mind that's all i'm saying so what were you saying what was that whole thing you were saying about
2: we don't respect ourselves well, i can I, explain I, that I, I think that means we need to respect how we present ourselves I, and i don't disagree with you so then it's you, so you're contradicting yourself
1: sure if if that's how you think about it, I can live with that.
2: Well, how are you not? I mean, oh, not, I
1: can live with that. That's fine.
2: You can live with contradicting yourself.
1: Okay, I, I hear you. Okay, <laughs> I don't disagree
4: with you.
2: We should respect ourselves, but then we can, our appearance is free game. I, I'll go. I'll go have my
4: pants sagging around me. But I think he's saying his appearance in this situation shouldn't matter.
1: Okay but you can't say that because I wouldn't fit your nerd.
2: <laughs> oh, I, I think, I think appearance always matters personally when you're delivering. I, a message. I can
1: respect that. And I respect that. I, I totally respect that. All right. We, 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 we have a silent partner and I want to get his take. but before we go to big sexy again, um, I like some of the things that you were saying, of course, it's always going to be questions. No one's above being asked a question. Uh, part of my opinion to to get the value on our presence here is economics. Uh, to me, if we and again these could be pipe dream sort of things, but this is a, this is my solution. My solution would be that dollar that that money that we have. You're gonna get some respect on your name when you get the when you grasp the power of the economics. If we, you know, again, we've always said this before, but if we just start to create businesses and an environment where we can circulate our money and it don't go to what it's traditionally go to, I can almost guarantee you, and I said almost, that they'll be forced to respect you because they want that money. You know, you could dress how you want, you could be, you could not even talk their language, but if you got paper. And your own situation, you're gonna get respect just same way with the Asians they don't hardly speak the, they speak their own they have their own language they got their own area of town usually in most cities money circulate they ain't out here complaining about no trump they ain't out here complaining about no Hillary they ain't galvanizing they vote for neither one because at the end of the day they got money, and they got their own situation so they don't even uh, they don't they're not they're not out there marching in They ain't getting shot down in the streets either. They value their money. They value education. They doing their own thing.
2: (laughs) But how does that stop black men from getting shot by the police?
1: Well, it stops when we start to say, hey, you know what? We have our own. We got all this money that we spend yearly on crap. Why don't we start doing. Maybe we come up with some sort of system where we get the value back and we, we understand the power of our money. And then we start to say, you know what? Where are the real black businesses at? I'm not talking about the little bullshit hustles. Or I'm talking about real businesses. And hold those businesses accountable to say, yo, I expect the same, if not better, presentation and service than I would when I go to Red Lobster or this place. Oh, they doing it over here. Red so Lobster. I'm just throwing places. Yeah, that people I, understand. I, don't understand, I don't understand how that. Well, I'm going to explain it to you. Just as you said earlier, what you tell Ample?
2: Well, I heard Mark. I no, heard I was asked you, you I heard Mark. You, did, you, so. you
1: said, if you be quiet and you listen, or something like that, you, I'm just paraphrasing you. So I say Follow this, your I advice. Say that. Well, then you say something. If you listen to what I say. I'm, okay, go
2: ahead. Man. Thank you, sir. Go ahead.
1: So, if we start to put more value on our stuff, our own, and we see ourselves, and I said the reason, the way we start to do that is to get that money economic base. That means create environments where we can have jobs and we ain't got to go over here. Oh, you don't have a job. Or, What's your qualification? Create our own situation and start having some pride, as you said earlier, and start having more respect on ourselves. So because so so, you're not going to change nobody else's mind till you change it at home first. They have no reason to change their situation. So we got to change it our own within. And to me, the only way to do that And you can vote for whoever you want, that's cool But where's your money at? Where's the real power? If they don't so respect think- you to begin with How they? They're just going to give you some respect? Did they? Obama, he's a black president, is he not? But we know he's tied to a situation Where he can't just come out He's a president of everybody He ain't the black president He ain't the white president He's president of
4: the United States I guess I just failed You've to have He's been the gay and Hispanic president for most of these eight well,
1: years. Well, and, and they have what? Money in the United. <laughs> and they got to respect that. And that's why I'm saying the same thing. Until we get our economic base in United, they ain't going to respect it. Why, would, why do you think the, the, the gay community got so much situations popping right now? Because they got people with money in their cities united.
2: Right. But I, I hear what you're Let me just say I understand completely what you're saying, and I agree with it. I don't see how us getting an economic base prevents uh, a lot, will, will change cops' attitudes towards us and not shoot us
1: though. Well, because it'll it change the vision that they're not. So, right now, there's either racist cops or there's people who are afraid, or there's just some people that all they know about people is what they see on TV. And we see a lot of buffoonery and clowns on TV. You know, a lot of these white people. Black people, too, were raised on gangster rap, right? Most of the older, most of the cats my age, 40s. One of the only things that I'm connected with them when I'm in the corporate situation is that they are fans of Ice Cube, Dre, Eminem. They know all that. They know the words better than me. And they're grown people. So that's they connect. <laughs> that's what they know. So I'm saying we have to put forth a better situation so the reality has to be that just as we see other ethnic groups no matter what you see on TV and oh they're always doing Kung Fu whatever nah you know that they got Chinatown they got their own situation they're not getting caught up in these situations there's respect placed on them oh we the the stereotype is that they're all in the school or they're all smart well they like got their own fucking country too But we're going to have to start changing the narrative ourselves that we put allowed to be put forth. And we have to have our money game tight. That way, these politicians, they come to us. And have them backroom meetings where they don't release the transcripts and sit down and broker. And what's really popping, not just going to the preachers or some of these They Come on. So that's my opinion. And if it doesn't make sense to you, I don't know what else I can say. But that's my opinion. But uh, you can't change. You can't go get, you're not going to get in respect if you don't give them a reason to respect you. That's that's my whole thing. Because you're going to have, you're going to keep having, when they when they have the Asian community, they got police problems. They don't, either they, they ain't fucking with them, they, hey, what happened? All uh, right. We're going to take care of that internally. It's our community. We'll give them up or whatever. You know what I'm saying? Like, oh, where's the certain guy representative to come down there? But until we got, have some epic economic base, and it's going to keep being the same on shit. Like, why would they change? Well, it's going to keep being the same on shit then. Pretty much. For the plight of the African-American in America, probably so.
2: And I, I think that, um, see, I, I think I, I agree with everything you said. I still,
1: and, and I say that to say that look at our, look at our Somalian brothers. They're black, <laughs> but are they in this shit? No. Why? Cause they got their own economic base and they got this, the community tight and you're not going to see them out there. They may move as one, but you're not going to see them contradicting each other out there. Oh, well, he did this, or he ain't did. You're not going to see. Just like you see the cops when I said they have the code, they roll as one. In Asians, community, you're not going to have, well, what about Asian? You're not going to see them out there contradicting each other because they have a higher viewpoint of each other. So that's what I'm talking about. Like, until we had that, until they continue to have the one black dude, somebody say Larry Elder, somebody get out there and, oh, when you see what, uh, Obama, like white women. When you continue to have those types of clowns and just separate it because we're trying to integrate it, in then hey, <laughs> they can always go find somebody to back up what they're talking about. What about black on black crime? Oh, okay. you you sure, you're right. But until we get on this code and stand as one. <sniffs> We gonna, As you said, we're going to keep having. It's divided. Simple as that. No other ethnic group goes to this problem. And when they did, they united in uh, uh, month, Years ago when they was talking about the Hispanics, what they do? They hit the streets of America as one. Now you got my man Trump coming. You know they're ready to, to rally up. When the gays and lesbians have issues, hit the streets as one. They hit industries as one. Shame you for saying something crazy about them. Change the narrative. <laughs> you get out there in, in the media talking crazy about gays now, you can kiss your whole career goodbye. They can get it in. What we talk about this? What did the president or the White House do? They sent a letter to the schools. So Let them kids. <laughs> if Johnny say he want to be a girl, i be a girl. God damn it! You don't get no money. It ain't because President Barack is gay. Because he understand. Hey, this is the power base, man. They got paper. Let's do business. it's the way it is man now let me get off of my rant big sexy you've been quiet you ain't got to agree with nothing i said
3: <laughs> it's not a question of agree or disagree <laughs> uh, i think though we have to look back a bit because as q and that were talking in yourself one thing kept popping into my mind uh I think it was a Michael Moore film where he said that no one in this country has ever gotten broke or gone broke from underselling fear of black men. They showed a lot of press coverage mm-hmm. saying when there's a black suspect, that the media wants you to know so-and-so is black. Be on the lookout.
1: And didn't that just happen?
3: It happens all the time. And until we as a country can get away from that particular paradigm, it's not going to change. You know, you can't take one group of people and implicitly vilify them as a whole because that image is going to stick, and it has stuck. Now, as far as Philando's girlfriend and that silly-looking hat, no, Al and Jesse and people of that nature were not around her, but she has people around her. You know, she didn't go to that press conference by herself. You know, I do believe she's got uh, representation now. And the first thing her lawyer should have said is, uh-uh, we're not aware of this. You know, I've taken people to court many times. And I've told them beforehand, do not come in here, you know, not suited up. Come prepared to, you know, go to work. And And sometimes, you know, you may have to front that money, but that's just the way it is. And, and the thing is, it's not, even, it's not even about money. Take out that damn hat. If you're trying to make a serious point, people are going to look at the message and look at the messenger as well. You could have, and again, another thing in our country, and I believe it was comedian Dave Thomas of SCTV fame did this years ago. You can take a person, you can take two people. You put one with an English accent and you put one with a southern accent, and they say the exact same thing, you will listen to the English guy. You will listen to the southern guy and think, oh, this guy's out of fucking mind. And he could be right. So we got to get past that. So when you know that you're in a position where you're in front of a lot of people, a lot of people, you have to be prepared because you will be criticized. And that criticism can sometimes lead to a diminishment of your message. And That seems to be happening here, and that's unfortunate.
1: But was her message diminished to white people in the general public, or just the blacks who brought this up?
3: You know, I can't speak for the general public. All I can speak for is yours. Truly, when I saw it in uh, when I saw the picture. You know, I'm just flipping through uh, my Facebook like do 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 do, and I see the picture. I'm like, what the fuck is on her head? But at see, the same time. Wait, 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 You're a man of
1: education, of well,
3: this stature,
1: also true. <laughs> who can understand that the visual and the message could be two different... Like, if anyone would be able to get it, it would be a guy like you as opposed to, you know, the,
3: to some people who
1: don't understand nothing and just, ah, she's like crazy. But you would be the person that can look beyond that. True?
3: True, true. But again, the first glance... I'm not saying the first glance always, you know, takes the hardest, but first glance is like what the fuck. Then you have to really gird yourself as a listener to get past the bullshit. And say, Okay, what is she saying here? And then you get into it from there. A lot of people won't take that time to look past the superficial and just go with it and run. And that's unfortunate
1: right, and, and but I'm saying it's interesting to me that it was the black people who went with it and ran and not the other side. You know what I'm saying like I didn't again, you you brought up Tommy now, I don't know, I, I never heard of the problem until you brought it up, but I, he is a black dude, but I don't see anybody in the, I guess equivalent of the white YouTube space going in on her visuals. Like I got it.
2: Mike, can you hear me?: Of course I can. okay. See, here's the thing. We're it's like we live in the we live in the moment, and we don't realize that we're living in the moment, and we can take that as a teachable moment. You keep saying you don't understand why the black people ran with this, but the white people haven't reacted to it. But to your point, they they might. I don't. I'm sorry, we're focusing on this woman, and I brought even brought it up, but we did so, which I think is crazy because she's the victim, right? Like, hey. <laughs> Uh you, you were saying you made the whole case about how they don't look at us the same way. They don't And I do-
1: said we don't either. I started the case to say that we don't first. That was the first I mean, thing I touched I on. My, I said black my, people my, my, are are sucked into the media madness, but I said then I said I don't even want to deal with the white folks. So I said we are the ones that do it first. Maybe we do. But what I'm
2: saying to you is that you also made the case That they we don't respect ourselves, so they don't respect us either. I didn't say
1: that's why they don't respect us. I
2: thought that's what I said
1: that the media presentation of us out there it's infected us just as much as it infects them. But I said my point was to say it's obvious it affects the general uh, society. So I'm not even dealing with that because I can't change. I'm talking about us. I wanted the onus to be on us first. If we fall into the trap of the media presentation of us, of course they are, but we do too. And and it's kind of like funny, like she's the victim, <laughs> but we are talking about how we talking about her hat, fam.
2: <laughs> so this. So when we see young black men or black men, period, going into court for trial, sure, it's criminals. So why why is it that we? see them in suits when we never we don't see them in suits uh prior to that
1: because their freedom is on the line she's a she's a civilian she's a victim those are criminals appealing in front of a judge or jury right but so it matters just like with oj he said put on Uh, a suit act a certain way don't look this way don't be in there laughing and smiling right i mean that's the game she's not on the trial she's a victim
2: i understand that my the 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 correlation i'm making is that both people are there to present a message and to affect other people's thinking correct
1: her messages yes the
2: the, the 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 criminal who's in front of the judge wants the judge to not give him be lenient or maybe understand that he is uh he can he he understands and respects certain uh institutions that's why he's not coming into the courtroom in jeans and a, a wife beater or a T-shirt. Statistically,
1: statistically, the judge already knows the game and your black ass goes to prison anyway. So it doesn't even matter. But go ahead. I'm,
2: but I'm just saying <laughs> that the reason why right, the lawyer, like a, a big sexy, would probably have his client make sure he come to court looking like he's dressed for business because he wants to affect how someone, in this case the judge, views him. This woman's going in front of a press conference, and I'm not trying to make her the victim. I'm just saying, listen. She is the victim. You, I mean, I'm not trying to make her the victim in terms of she did something wrong. I'm just saying, listen, maybe she should have rethought that when she went in front of the cameras. I think that is something that black people have a hard time when people say, we should think about how we present ourselves to the general public.
1: I'm going to let that stand on exactly what you said. (laughs) Unless you got more to say. No, I don't. All right. All right. Um, what, so then we also wanted to bring up, you brought it up earlier about them putting suspects in there. I wanted to get you guys a viewpoint on, um, what's his name? Mark Hughes. So when the Dallas situation initially popped off as it was going, you know, now that we have, you know, 24 hour news and, social media and stuff stuff hits the wire quick uh i was watching actually i was watching cnn when it was happening and don lemon was on and you know they've got people out there in the streets and they're taking callers and stuff and you know really just grabbing anything they can and the one interesting thing I, as i was thinking about i think i heard somebody say this too now that they're sort of like this 24 hour not even twenty four hours, but it's like they let the the news commentators sort of just stay on the line and just keep talking. And you got to think like, normally back in the days, they just kind of had the script, and then they would go, and maybe there's a person in their ear, but they would stop right and gather facts and keep running and then go. But I think now, you know, I was watching Don Lemon, he just kind of like, just. Uh, almost vamping or just kind of like thinking aloud while he's speaking. Not even nothing he was saying was based on facts. It was just sort of like, Oh, I think this is going on or, you know, and then they sort of just, I they say, Oh, here's a picture of this guy. I think the police department tweeted a picture out. Uh, now there's no fact gathering, but they are just going to take their words. Oh, this is the suspect. And I was like, I saw the picture. I was like, first of all, let me keep 100. I was like, I was like, damn, brothers is sniping you know before the picture i said like, i can't be i was like eh is that what we're doing sniping cops that's hard. that's some high level really thought out type of stuff man that's that's crazy and then they showed the picture of my man he had the camouflage shirt with the rifle on him. like he's walking in the open after all this shit and he got the rifle out and i was like this seems crazy like they he was just walking the streets and then he just started blasting on cop. I was starting. That. I was like, man, cats is on some other stuff because he had to know they're going to take his picture. I was saying to myself, he must want to die because there's no way you can get out of that. And then you start to get the word that it ain't him. He, he ain't do it like there was the, the video came out of him giving the police the gun when he was going down. And the police dude wrote his name and number and he, you call me, I'll get this back to you, good. So then they was like, they had this man as the suspect, they had him on some terrorist suspect, you know what I'm saying, most wanted, America's most wanted. I was like, damn. Yeah, that was the
4: they ran with that thing. quick.
1: They was ready to, <laughs> to run on that one quick. I just wanted to get you guys' thoughts on it because that dude could have got killed. Luckily, he was at home. When it was going down, and he turned him, he went in and turned himself in. But his brother was down there, and his brother had gone on the camera and said, Yo, no, that's my little brother. He ain't shooting. Man, we gave that gun to them cops and told him, you gonna black ass home. Come on, y'all. Like, my family calling me, blowing me up. His phone is dead. That's why he was out here protesting. We've been out here all morning. That's why he ain't on the phone. But man, Matt, it was the wrong dude. Luckily, nothing happened to him. But, but Ant, man, what do you think about
4: that, man? I think it was just really disgusting and irresponsible. I'm mad at the police. I'm mad at uh, the news organization. And no, and has anyone apologized to this man? It's, it's just kind of crazy how this rush to be first kid, and like you said, almost got this man killed. Because he said he was getting death threats, and I believe it. And it's just... Uh, I, I, don't, I don't know what to say. The police, I, I get it. They're scared. They're <clears throat> they're scared. They, they had somebody shooting at them. But it's like, don't compound the situation by blasting an innocent man's face without knowing all of the facts and having the proper information to put out there to the general public because that's de- dangerous. We're supposed to look to you to protect us and you just put someone on blast as... As a as a terrorist suspect, so to speak.
1: Yes. Yeah, that's wild, man. But, you know, I think somebody asked me this, wanted to ask us a question on Facebook about this, too. And I wanted to make sure I found it. He was saying, no, he was asking, were any of us gun owners? Uh, I am not a gun owner. Uh, not to say I don't want to be one, but I'm not. Uh, any one of you guys want to answer that question?
3: What was your question?
1: So he's saying, How many of us on this panel own guns?
3: I've never fired a gun, so no, not me. No, oh,
1: okay.
3: I've only seen a gun. Uh, I've only touched a
2: gun one time. That was because I was working with
1: uh, You were working with the what?
2: I mean, not working for the I was doing a video. <laughs> I was doing it. He got clean that <laughs> up,
1: huh? <laughs> now you're going to have them conspiracy theories. They're going to be all. You see him clean it up. He's, he's an informant.
2: No, it's just... I was uh, part of the. the agent. I was wow. part of the local. The TV station I was working for, we produced the Crime Stopper <laughs> segment for the news. So I was with police.
4: All right, Jason Bourne. But technically, you was a snitch.
1: Wow. Now nah, he's on his Jason Bourne, man. He's deep undercover. What about you, Ant?
4: I have uh, my dad. He's an army guy. He took me uh, shooting. I know how to properly uh, fire a gun, clean it, disarm it, all that stuff. But as far as being a gun owner, no. But, man, the way this world is looking, I am probably will be getting one within the next year, especially now that I'm a family man.
1: Mm. Yeah, I have fired a few different guns at at a shooting range, but I've never owned one. I kind of do think I do want to get one because I want to know how to like break it apart and put it back together. And I'm going I'm to keep it 100. There's a part of me that thinks it's cool because I've allowed myself to be conditioned to when I see like, like there's um shout out to my guy, angry Joe, big YouTuber, him and his guys just did a video where they fired off um, of these just crazy guns that you see in like all the Call of Duty games. They had some, I don't know if it was an army dude or kind of look like one of them good old boys who got a stash and crazy ass weapons, but that's another story. But they was out there letting them off and it was a pretty interesting firepower and I was like I, I, I was like, yeah I, I could get me, a, I could I could say I would love to have one and go to the range and you know, get real good at target practice and understand what a gun is. You know, my whole thing is, um, I want to be around one and have one because if I ever was in a situation where there was gunfire or something, I don't want to be shocked because you know, the sound of a gun, like, like I don't, you just haven't really shot one before, but if you were around that can, if you ain't never had that, shit is loud, like you got to, you know, headphones and it's a, you know, it's a, when a gun is going off, if you ain't in the shooting range, then it's it's going down, right? So, and you don't want to panic, but you don't want to get caught up. So I would I don't want to be like when I hear a gun that I lose myself and don't understand. You know, I start getting scared and, ah, oh, it's just too loud. And ah, I don't want that. So that's kind of mm-hmm. why I want to be able to go shooting and stuff so that if something was to ever happen, my first thought is not to panic because the shit is so loud, that where are my people at? You know, I can let them be panicked, but I gonna be, you know, my right mind. I'm not going to be distracted by the gunfire and, and everything I thought about what a gun is. Now, I know what, it, you know what I mean? So that's kind of my reasoning behind it. I know a lot of people don't like guns. I would guarantee most of them probably never even fired one before. And all they really know is what they've seen on TV, because if you ain't never been around one, then how could you know it about it? You're just basing your opinion on something you don't have nothing to do with. So I don't, I'm not like that. Like there are bad people in the world who should not have guns. I agree with that, but the gun itself ain't going to just jump off and start blasting. Like that. that's ridiculous. Um, do I think people should have assault rifles? And no, uh, that's not, that's just not necessary. <laughs> like that's, that's crazy. But I, I will say this too. A lot of my white friends, are strapped and you don't think nothing about it. no one ever questions euh. it, to them. That's just a part of regular old American life. Oh yeah, we go shooting. I would say something, but I don't want to put one of my people's on blast <laughs> <laughs> because it, it, it hit close to home, but it was not, it, it was nothing thought about it was, Oh, Oh, that's your, that's yours. Oh, cool, man. Cool. You know, Ain't no stigma, <laughs> but with us, boy, it'd be, what are you doing?
0: <laughs> oh Lord!
1: <laughs> but I get it. His other part of the question, I guess we can't answer. No, he says he was asking him for gun orders, and he said, "Would you carry it outside your house?" I guess he's saying, "Would you walk around with it, open carry or whatever?" I don't think I would do that. Matter of fact, I don't see the purpose of that. Uh, that would invite. I don't know, I don't want to scare people. I know when I see somebody that's got a gun, my attention goes to them. I was on the, I said this, I was on the bus going to work. My man had a gun on his hip. And when I became aware that he had a gun in his head, like, Nigga, all eyes on you. I like, I want to know where that cat's going. Where, where are you? Where are you sitting at? Okay, because your awareness goes up. Uh, Aunt, would you wear a gun? Hello.
4: Uh, as far as like walking around, I don't. I don't know. I mean, to me, growing up in South South Central L.A. and as far as you know where we have to be scared of the police because they they'll beat your ass and then being uh, the being in the uh, gangster environment for me some reason to me guns became like a stigma like you don't need a gun like for me it became I'm smarter than that I'm better than that I don't need to be associated with guns and I'm sorry this is just my mentality how I grew up where you know I wasn't supposed to be like that. Having a gun, man, you were a gangster, you were a thug, you were a drug dealer. Mm. So I ended up having, I mean, as far as with my family, at least on my mother's side of the family. So I I feared guns. I didn't want to have anything to do with guns because for me, seeing guns, meant somebody was dying. Someone was, uh, for me, literally, somebody was sticking me up, jacking me for my jackets, which that's a nasty thing. Why would you want to steal somebody's jacket that I've been wearing for God? Anyway. So... So
1: which shoes, I, I, how which size you shoe wear, man? Come up off them Jordan's, <laughs> homie.
4: Well, thankfully I, I was too smart to spend $200 on Jordan's back then, <laughs> but whatever. Um, so, I never wanted to have that gun because I just felt like it was going to be nothing but fucking trouble for me. There was no benefit for it. Now that I'm just older and seeing how scary this world is, and maybe that's the wrong reason to go get a gun because you're scared, mm-hmm. but I'm just thinking like, damn, what if Shit gets really, really fucked up between the zombie apocalypse, between <laughs> uh, uh, the uh, World War Three, between a uh, uh, mass um, uh, was cyber terrorism that takes out all of our electricity. I'm like, how am I going to protect and provide for my family if I don't have a gun? If somebody wants to come into my house now, the fuck am I going to do? Karate. Nah, that shit don't work when they got cool. a gun. Q? <laughs> karate
2: and uh, about five sets of knives. Say that nah. again? I said karate and about five sets of knives and a sword.
1: Oh, okay. You're going to be a ninja deflecting the bullets. <laughs> <laughs>
0: well,
2: you know, that's why I have an alarm on my house, too.
1: Oh, okay. You have your
4: what? What's that going to do? That's they coming! My house, they too. coming! <laughs> Wait, you said you have a what? Alarm. Alarm, alarm. You got a panic
1: room? No. Oh, there you go. Yeah,
4: that's what you need. Yeah. I, give, let me
2: have about
1: $15,000. I'll set one <laughs> up. Oh, man. Okay. Uh, let's do this. I'm going to shift gears. I'm going to make sure everyone gets their... their wait, game. wait, 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 wait. Well, I'm going to say, I'm going to give you your last chance to go ahead and say anything you want to say about this situation.
3: Oh, okay. Go ahead. Well, as to buying a gun, you know, I've never shot one. I've never held one, but I'm getting to that point. You know, I just am because people are acting a fool. Uh, I'm not going to go zombie apocalypse, but in our current climate with, and I'm going to try to word this real delicately, with younger people having this sense of entitlement and lack of any duty, our armed forces are going to start to deplete. Hopefully not, but that's what concerns me And then that means People outside of our borders Are going to just try to bring it here And try to handle the situation And if A lot of our people are going to be Willing to quickly roll over and acquiesce I will not be one of them So if they roll up On my house With some bullshit Uh Oh, oh, it's going to be Frank Castle up in here
4: (laughs) Wrong one
3: Mark. Wrong fucking one.
4: Wait, go. wait, wait. Hold up. Hold up, Mark. You, you talked about um, our young millennials, so to speak. Your one, not, not mine. <laughs> young, whatever, not getting into armed services. I'm like, dude, we got like, what, a couple thousand nuclear bombs. We got geese sitting in bunkers with remote controls, flying drones all over the place. That's okay. We gonna be all right.
3: We gonna be no, all no, right. no, 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 no. You're, you're talking macro. I'm talking micro. You know, and again, I don't want to give anyone any silly ideas, but it happens constantly. A lot of people have the potential and the mindset in small groups to just start some stupid shit in neighborhoods. And a lot of people nowadays are so concerned about, you know, being touchy-feely and, well, let's talk about it for, fuck all that. If they roll up on this house, I have something for them. That's you, a,
1: you will have something for them. You don't have oh, something yet.
3: I got something for them now, but then, I, but you know, I have to go to the armory now because now, you know, and I sound like an old old dude back in the day. You got a problem? You take it outside and throw your hands and get it dealt with. Now, people being pussies for the most part, yeah, I said it, are going to go straight to the straight to the iron. Okay, fine. And if I need to go to the iron, I'm going to the iron. But I'm not one of those people who will pull out and not fire. If I come wow. out with it, I'm going to let rip. That's, wow. a, that's why I'm not a cop. Pause. <laughs> that's why I'm not a cop, Damn, because a I watch all these old TV cop shows. The bad guys draw down on the cops, throw bullets, run out of bullets, and then it's like, I give up. Oh, no, 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 no. There's no give up. You, you, you started this... I'm going to finish it. That's something. Wow. You fire on me, I'm coming for you. Period.
1: All right, I'm going to stop you right there because I don't want you to start talking about shooting people.
3: Yeah, you probably need to be accused of something <laughs> about
2: five <places>. yeah. Yeah.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I don't want you to go out like that Fox News reporter or sports reporter.
2: I hope none of the people Talk. you represent
3: were, were <laughs> accused of firing a gun because you threw... <laughs> I got to protect my clients. (laughs) That's how it is.
1: All right. Uh, Q, any last words on just anything we've been talking about so far?
3: Uh,
2: I'll be, I can't believe I'm saying this, but I have to own it. Uh, In a couple of weeks, I'll be 50 years old. And I, even though people know how I feel about religion and all that, I do believe in a higher power. That's what's going to steer me. That's what what has kept me from... Being shot by police, that is what uh, allows me to say I am still going to remain positive. I still believe that um, I'm not going to hate cops. And uh, I don't know. I, I just maybe I'm living in a different world, or something like that. But I know it's fucked up out here. But nothing is ever going to get me to think that I need to kill cops. I need to hate cops. I need to, or or I, my son can't grow up in a in a can't grow up to be a successful citizen without being harassed. I have too much of a positive outlook outlook to let that guide my hand as I raise my son and, I, and as I continue to age in the society.
1: All right, there uh, you go, and we're gonna shout out Aunt Poo because I think he dipped out. The last thing I can just say about it, man, is again, you know, for me, it's all about getting or you know, maintaining that respect and you know, as as Q was saying, you know, present yourself in a manner. Uh, and hold yourself to a higher sort of plane. Now, is that going to stop, you know, the scared person from shooting you? Unfortunately, not, right? I mean, that's the sad part about it. You know, you could be on your best behavior, but if you come across the wrong one, it only takes one, right? Somebody's going to lose their life. That's the world we live in. So I, you just always got to keep that reality on your mind. You just got to really be on your P's and Q's. Um, because anything can happen unfortunately uh this again this was a guy he, he was a teacher you know he's he was a guy making positive change in people's lives you know he's just out on a drive with his girlfriend and, and a little girl not doing nothing wrong he didn't come home so it could happen to any of us you know statistically i guess best intentions or not i guess if it's your time it's your time and that's unfortunate. Not to say that this was not a racist situation or a bad cop situation. I, I, I believe that uh, in the courts or whatever, we'll find out what's going on and we'll act accordingly. But my whole thing is keep your eyes eyes open. Uh, be cognizant of where you're going. I'm gonna actually say, you know what? Be very careful in these next few days, man, because there's a lot of nuts out here. Just as this nut shot them police there's probably going to be some nuts that's going to be shooting at black people. Unfortunately, you've seen some people jump in front of that and say, it's on, right? John, Joe Walsh, these are people in the mainstream. It's, the war is on. And he's, you know, to them, black lives and these sort of situations, they, they see those as hate groups. To them, that's the KKK. You know, they put it in that same sort of connotation. So be very careful out there because there are you know, there's a lot of uh, militia cats that's ready to get it popping. Believe that they got stockpile of weapons and they got people on their side. That's ready to ride. <laughs> Don't be, you know, they're not pussies or a lot of these cats is ready to I mean, You look at some of these people, the last shootings that they went down. It's a lot of people in America that's ready to blow some stuff up or shoot. We forget, but we had Orlando shooting a few weeks ago, right? That dude was ready to pull that trigger and just kill out innocent people. So you got to really be cognizant. Even this dude that shot the police, he shot a black woman who was trying to shield her her kids. They don't want to pump that up on the news because they don't fit their narrative, but that's the reality. So he was gunning people down. So that's why I say I don't ride with that kind of shit. But. Anyway, we're going to get off of that, man, and get into something different. Change up the pace a little bit. I appreciate you guys hanging in and listening for that. Uh, man, Q. Uh, yes, sir. You know. He so. called
2: me up by name, too. <laughs> what you got to say to me?
1: Uh, well, first of all, you have a new video up on your uh, Q's reviews page on YouTube. Uh, what's the URL? Give the people the URL for that.
2: That would be simply Real, R-E-E-L, RealQStorm.com.
1: All right. So definitely go check it out. The newest review is a review of Batman v. Superman, the ultimate, or oh, excuse me, Batman v. Superman, Dawn of Justice, Ultimate yeah. Edition. <laughs> <laughs> Shit. Did I get that right? <laughs> um, now, I know you did not care for the theatrical movie. That's correct. Um, I don't know if you gave it a rating or not. I think i gave
2: it two out of five reels
1: okay uh now after seeing this uncut edition has your thoughts changed at all in this movie
2: uh it just told me that they just they took a long turn and made it longer pretty much <laughs> wow. uh in my review i think i said i uh, there were two things that i that that stood out to me um uh, that made it worth watching one and I think this scene was—I may have been in the original cut. They explained how uh, I found, i saw the scene that explained how Luthor knew that um, Superman was vulnerable to kryp- kryptonite.
1: Th- that is an original. Well, they cut the fingertip thing off.
2: Was that that? Was, so okay. Oh, so, when they
1: injected that stuff into Zod's blood or something. Yeah, that was an original.
2: This, this is a scene in, in a in a laboratory where um, I think it's the same scene where. Um, uh, Luthor feeds that senator a piece of cherry candy or something. Yeah, yeah, that that's unchanged. Okay, I did not catch that in the, or I forgot about it in the, in the when I first saw the original cut. And the second thing, for, some, for whatever reason, I can't explain why, but I kind of liked the ending fight scene better. And I don't think that was expanded at all. It just it, it resonated with me this time around. I, and I say in the video, I think it's because the movie overall was so long and dull. I was happy to see these three heroes fighting together uh, this time around, as opposed to in the original cut, because it was something to see. Okay. Uh, but other than that, I just overall, I, I think it made me I, it made me hate the premise of the movie or the way the movie was put together. I hated that process even more, and I I definitely definitely hate Henry Cavill as Superman. Even more, I think this film ruined me being able to watch Man of
3: Steel again.
1: Oh wow! All right, uh, and I mean, Mark, have you seen the Ultimate Edition?
3: No, once was left for me.
1: Oh, Okay, I say uh, I you- think you should check. Well, let me ask Q to, to tell you. Q, do you think it's worth watching this uncut version?
2: I'd say this: if you if you think you're going to, if you think that the additional footage will increase, will make you like the film, then it's not worth watching.
1: But just on a because, general level, do you think it's worth watching? I mean, did you, did you think well, it was I, a waste of time or something?
2: I would say no. I mean, I can say that in hindsight. I can say no, I walked away not feeling like, I didn't feel like the movie was any more comprehensible than before. I, I think what they did with these additional scenes, they expanded storylines that no one really should care about. Like the the one storyline they expanded was Lois doing her investigation about this bullet, and I'm like, who gives a shit? You don't. Why do you have to? I see why they cut those scenes out. All we need to know is that Lex Luthor was responsible for trying to frame Superman for killing all those people in Nairobi, and I think they did that in the film, just in a line of dialogue or something. I didn't need to see Lois going through all these scenes, arriving to that conclusion. And I definitely didn't need to see the scene where they explain why Superman didn't stop the bomb in the wheelchair, because it made absolutely no sense.
1: You mean that he couldn't see it? I thought that was... To me, that was like, they should have left that little part in because it explains why he didn't know it was there.
2: But it doesn't make sense. I mean, if you... if Superman, I, 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 you can see this in the, in the review. If Superman didn't see the bomb, that means he was looking for something, right? No. Unless, I mean, unless, unless you can't say, well, Superman didn't see the bomb unless he was looking around the room for the bomb. Was he looking for something? And if he was looking for something, just like in the original Superman uh, cut, Big Sexy, you help me out. If he's looking around and he sees a lead box in a wheelchair, that's a clue that something's being hidden in the wheelchair. This is it's crazy. just like in um, the original Superman when he was looking for, when he when he came to Lex's lair, and <laughs> Lex said, "I have a detonator hidden in my uh, in my lair." Superman looks around, scans around, and he sees something that he can't see through, and it's lead. It's a lead box. So that's how he knows. Oh, you're hiding something in that lead box.
1: Well, I, I can understand that reasoning. I just think it plays to the point that, even going by what you said, he didn't he didn't think to to look for nothing, and he, and if he he didn't like even try to lunge to save anything or even investigate why he couldn't see in it, if that makes any sense.
2: All I'm saying is the the, the scene clearly says. That's why he couldn't stop the bomb. He couldn't see it. Well, that just unless he that means he must have been looking for something. And if he is, he would see a lead box. Unless his x-ray vision is on all the time and maybe he just didn't pay attention. But that indicates he was looking for, to, for him not to see it.
1: Well, I see what you're saying. I don't know if it indicates he was looking for it. She just said that the thing was lit lined with lead. Right. I don't know if she asked him why Superman couldn't see it. But she says
2: he couldn't see it.
1: Oh, she did say that? Yeah. Oh, well. That's why he couldn't see it. It worked for me. Like, I was like, okay, I wish they would have put that in there. And I just like the whole part of, like, even when after it blew up, he's not just flying off. Like, he stayed there and trying to help people.
2: That was ridiculous, too. And that was an original cut, too. No, no, it wasn't. They show a shot of him standing there while there's fire going on around him. He's just sitting there. Right, Sound.
1: right, but I'm saying in the extended one He actually stayed there And flew people out And the <laughs> theatrical one He just stood there looking like an idiot And then took off Like he didn't give a fuck or something But at well, least I, this hearing showed that He actually did try to help people
2: it, uh, Yeah, but I don't care at that point Because he's just standing there looking like an idiot
1: Well, at the time it blows up What was he supposed to do? But I'm I, I just saying well, in the extended but, you know, one It at least shows that he did care He was being a Superman Like he was trying what? to help people what did
2: Quicksilver do when the mansion was blowing up? Who? Quicksilver and X-Men. What did he do when the mansion was blowing up?
1: Well, I don't know. What did he do?
2: He ran in and saved everybody except for um, uh, your boy. What
1: I forget. Well, his, uh, I know. And that's what Superman did.
2: No, he, he didn't save anyone while the, while the building was blowing up.
1: They show the building blow up. He was standing there. Then the next scene, they show him flying people out of there. He was finding people out that weren't k- killed. The well, I mean, they were already. Bl- how could he stop people from not being blown up if he already blew up?
2: How did Quicksilver do it?
1: But he's Superman.
2: What does that have to do with him? Superman
1: is. Superman is as I would think he's as fast or close to being as fast as Quicksilver. I don't. know, he's two different characters in two different universes. I don't. And two different movies. What, what X Men does. That, and,
2: what <laughs> I'm saying is that if they could write Quicksilver saving people from an exploding bomb. Why couldn't, why is it, why couldn't we say Superman?
1: It's not, they're not writing Quicksilver, I guess. Okay. They're not writing him to be the Flash, though. He probably has some of the same powers, I guess. Is that what you're saying?
2: All I'm saying is that while the building is blowing up, why couldn't Superman, instead of standing there, be like, oh shit, let me get get some people out of here now.
1: (laughs) That's all I'm saying. Right. Like I said, they they show him pulling people out. I, I did like that. Uh, what did you think of the Africa part at the beginning that was uh, expanded out to show that the uh, Lex Luthor's guys had burned those people and didn't shoot them?
2: I don't think it's necessary. I didn't think any of that was necessary. Again, all I needed to know was that Lex Luthor was responsible for having those men killed. I didn't need to see how they were killed. I didn't need to see the process. I didn't need to see. That was all this long exposition
1: well it, with- it explains again a lot, a lot of people would uh, complain when the movie came out was like why would people think Superman shot people it didn't make any sense right because he doesn't shoot people but here it shows that they didn't think that, it's just that It just was cut to make it look that way it actually burnt those bodies that's why they've tried to blame it on Superman not because they were shot
2: and what the, burn, the burning was supposed to be like his heat vision yeah so they couldn't see that. So so people wouldn't see
1: that. Well, no, It's again, in terms of what people could see in the story, it was what we saw as the viewer. We didn't know they were burned. It was implied that they were shot. So people were complaining when the movie came out, like, why would people think that Superman shot people? Why would they blame him for something like that? Well, we didn't understand that the story didn't blame him for shooting people. They blamed him being killed because those bodies were burned.
2: But then the thing for me is that, If you if you if people are burned, I would say, why would people think
1: Superman burned them? Well, that would be a question, but you wouldn't even think that if you hadn't saw that. Right. Well, they explain why they they were afraid of them. That's why they thought it doesn't
2: matter matter to me. For me, I can only speak for myself. I didn't need to know. I didn't need to have it solved for me why it's, it's credible to think that Superman didn't shoot people. All I need to know is that well, Lex- people don't think
1: that he shoots people. That, if that would sound silly, which a lot. Of, once again, I'm just. I, I understand what you're saying. I just a lot of people. That was one of their contentions. They thought that was dumb. That why would you imply he shot people?
2: Well, here's the other thing. This is the same Superman that um, took the bad guy through two stone walls. So to me, he. I, I don't like this Superman at all. I think he's an asshole. And the fact that, so in my mind, just the fact that he is that reckless, it does, I never had an issue with people thinking, people wanting us to think that he shot people.
1: Because he's a,
2: just, I don't like this Superman at all.
1: Well, you I, like Christopher Reeve, right? I mean, you have a well, bias the, toward that. I
2: like, I like the, I like the Superman that Christopher Reeve portrayed. Right. Secondarily, I like Christopher Reeve as Superman. But, I mean, if, I just don't like the way the Superman is portrayed. He is... He I think he's reckless and I think he has all this power and he does not uh, moderate his power when he,
1: there was no reason. I, I agree with you. He I, he is reckless and he doesn't fully seem to be the Superman one that you expect. And I think the one that he is going to be. But I agree with you. I, I still like it, but he is not no the classic Superman. To,
2: there's no reason for him to walk up on Batman, grab him and then shove him through. Two layers of concrete and then thrown down and into gl- and, and, and the bat signal, almost and having him fall almost because <laughs> he wasn't
1: fucking around. with him, That's why.
2: <laughs> yeah, that that's not Superman. I'm, just, I'm saying well, I agree,
1: su- but it's a, I agree, but I I like that because he just ain't fucking around. With he but it it kind of again you might not feel this way, but I think this version sort of you get an understanding of why he was trying to stop him so much more than they just seem like they just fought. Like at least it shows. Clark investigating, you know, he met the family of that one dude, and he's kind of like, This dude is killing people. You know, I need to stop this cat. I'm mad.
2: Which dude is killing people?
1: Uh, Batman, you know, the, the guy that was branded, and then you know, he went to prison and got killed, blah blah blah. You know, he went and met that dude's family, which gave Superman that sympathy, like, Oh, this dude is really taking down, you know, getting people killed. Superman, I,
2: I, I don't get that. What, how, how was that? That guy went to prison and he was alive. I don't
1: understand. No, how. remember? He got shanked. Yeah, but what's that got to do with Superman? Well, because it just plays that when people get branded, they get murdered. And so when he went to go meet that dude's wife and kid, he got the sympathy that he was, he was he got caught in the wrong crowd, but he was a family man. He didn't deserve to die for his crimes. So that's why, his, that was part yeah. of the reason why he was so gun ho on getting, uh, getting Batman. Excuse me.
2: It's not making sense to me. Okay. The guy was a slave trafficker, a sex slave trafficker, okay? Among other things, possibly. Right. Batman branded him. The police found him. They sent him to jail.
1: But it sort of implied that? that when you get the brand, you get murdered in prison. Now, of course, that was Lex Luthor doing that. But Superman didn't know that. He just knows that these people are getting killed when Batman brands them and they go to prison. I guess his thing is to say they should just go to jail They shouldn't be getting killed, and this guy is doing this on purpose to get people killed when they go to prison.
2: So it's Batman's fault that people die in jail because Batman brands them. It's not the fact that jail is is fucked
1: up? Well, again, it's the both, but if they're implying that when you have the brand, that gives them the green light to kill you.
0: Okay.
1: I understand it doesn't make sense. I'm just saying that's what the extended version sort of shows, and it shows why... Superman was, like, more gun-ho, excuse me, gun-ho to go after Batman because he had been investigating him.
2: Right. Meanwhile, Superman it gets <laughs> gets into a fight with Zod over the city of Metropolis. Right. Thousands of people die. But, oh, no, this Batman, oh, he has to be taken down because maybe five people were killed.
1: Right. No, I agree. Like I said, uh, he he's a young Superman. He's reckless. I don't think he understood, like... The complexity of what he is doing and the effects of it, but I, but I to me, I, I like it though because it kind of puts it more in a realistic thing. I like that whole tone of like the world questioning Superman. Like some people would be scared of him. I, I like that. of the questions.
2: Like they were doing. They were doing that in the first movie. It's enough. And here's the thing: if they're gonna go with um, injustice for um, the, uh, I guess not, they wouldn't do it for Justice League. But I, I've heard hints that they're going to eventually do an Injustice storyline, and that's that was the reason for the Flash appearance, and that was the whole Batman's uh, nightmare mm-hmm. dream mm-hmm. sequence. Mm-hmm. To me, this Superman is not that far removed from Injustice. It
1: would be interesting to see. I, I mean, I like Injustice, so I don't have a problem with it. I can't really see him going that direction, but it would the, be interesting.
2: The Superman that we see in that, in that dream sequence,
1: mm-hmm.
2: I don't see him as being... The, the actual Superman in the film, not in the dream. I don't see the dream Superman being that much far removed from the Superman as portrayed in the film.
1: I think that's by intention. It's the kind of show he could go dark. He could go, he could be on some evil shit if he, you know, pushed well, him the wrong way.
2: Am I wrong for wanting to be able to cheer for Superman?
1: No. But again, he hasn't went that way. <laughs> okay. he, he To me, he died a hero in that movie. Really? Yeah, he he, he uh, killed Doomsday and sacrificed himself. I thought he died an idiot in that movie. <laughs> oh,
2: right.
1: hey.
2: Why didn't he just hand over the spear to, to Wonder
1: Woman? Oh, I mean, why had the spear there in the first place? I mean, there's a lot of Wonder, things you could ask, so why? You can't,
2: uh, no, you can't set up. They showed a scene after scene where, of all the three of them, Wonder Woman was kicking that ass. She was kicking Doomsday yeah. ass. She was, well, she's holding her own. You cannot present you can't set these things up and then just go against the logic of what you set up so why didn't why does Superman
1: have to sacrifice he could just give the spirit because it doesn't play better it plays better if he sacrifices himself that's what they was trying to do to kill him they was trying to do the Superman dies you know from the book or whatever
2: I know Wonder Woman doesn't die I know I know she right no one had to die is my point
1: well I know but I'm saying they're, they're trying to do the doomsday story a little bit so Superman has to die
2: well, then they should, but it has to make sense what you're trying to do. Well, it
1: doesn't make to. sense to you. I get it.
2: Well, I think it didn't make sense to a lot of people.
1: Well, <laughs> I don't know. It's funny. A lot of the real hardcore—I don't to say hardcore, but the bigger—you uh, know—geek bloggers, podcasters, and stuff. Uh, they, it's funny. They all have a change of heart. They what? They all had a change of heart. Like about what? The movie. Uh, I'm trying to think of my guy's name. He directed that do- documentary that re- about Superman, the Tim Burton movie. He did the director. He did the uh, documentary about. It. I can't think of his name for some reason right now.
2: It's Superman Lives documentary. Yeah,
1: that guy. He's actually a very big guy in, you know, the uh, geek podcast, video, YouTube space. He has a show called Heroes, and he hated the movie. Like when he, you know, they had to, the, they, they did the it was a collider. He, they had the big review and he was going in and he saw it. Second time. He even lowered his rating from a you, six you talking to, about to John, a five.
2: John Schnapp.
1: Is that his name? Not John. Yeah. John Schnapp. Yeah. That's my guy. Mr. Sweaty himself. But when he did, the, he saw the ultimate edition, he had to recant everything. He was like, you know what? I get it. And I, and a couple of other guys on his show and some other podcasts and different people um, Jody's Corner, corner another cat, this black dude, actually, he went in on it as well and he is he has a funny shot in his video where he's doing a review and he's kind of like, yeah, you know, I didn't like this and he like snaps his finger or something and he's got like all the Superman gear on in the next shot and he's like, yeah, nigga, okay, you know, so I, I'm, I see a lot of the guys, they now are all on it, so I think it's just. I was I think it's worth to watch, whether or not you will change your mind or not. I think it's worth viewing, but uh, but I liked it beforehand, so you take that for what you want. Uh, okay, oh,
2: no, I'm just, I'm flabbergasted by uh, uh, people who I would say are in the industry, how they change their opinion after watching that.
1: Yeah. Well, it, for, I, in my I, opinion, I gotta say, ah, it's reason. the movie of what should I say? It's up there as one of my movies of the year, but she, I can totally understand how it would not be up there for you or somebody else. But I love
2: every. But then, I gotta. What is it that makes that movie speak to you that you would say is almost the movie of the year? What is it about that movie?
1: Uh, first off, the look of the movie, even before the movie came out. When I saw the Batman costume, the Batmobile, it looked fantastic to me. Just aesthetically, it's dope. I love the Batman outfit. I love the armored outfit, the way that they made it. I just think it's dope. Batmobile is dope. I think Wonder Woman is dope. Like, she looks dope to me. The parts where she's fighting Doomsday, particularly that part where she's got the rope, you know. That's that's tight to me. So aesthetically the movie looks fantastic to me. But I thought that Manistel looked fantastic too. This one even just more so. Uh I love Ben Affleck in this movie. As I said before. He killed that, man. Man, Grace is going in out there.
2: Well, I, I he liked was him, yoked. I, I liked him in it but I always liked him as Batman, so
1: Yeah, I mean he was just yoked. I loved the way he carried himself. When he's in the costume, he looks dope. When he was Bruce Wayne, he looked dope. I like Alfred, all that the the fighting scenes with Batman on deck, man. That's, to me, that's like the Matrix when I you saw that one scene, it's like, "Oh." It's like I could watch that all day. So, I I loved all that. Uh I like the I actually like Lex Luthor. Oh. The more I watched it, yeah. It's not the it's not the lex luther that we know and used to but i love how like devious and all that little shit he was doing and i like i like how crazy he was like he would just start talking and he just starts gibbering on some shit i was like look at him like what the fuck are you this motherfucker crazy (laughs) i like that i like heather hunt who what's her name helen hunt excuse me the lady the (laughs) what's that again
2: Holly Hunter.
1: Oh, Holly Hunter. Excuse me.
2: You almost exposed yourself there. Heather, uh, you were thinking of yeah. your girl, right? <laughs> Isn't there a lady named
1: Helen Helen Hunt?
2: Well, no, you said Heather at first. You're thinking about that porn star.
1: No, I guess you are thinking about the porn no. star, but it's all good. But uh but yeah, I mean, I just uh I love I, I actually like Superman in this. Uh I love to see he's he was uh Clark Kent. You got to see more of that Clark Kent action. I thought he was dope, man. I want to see the full-blown Superman, though. I do want to see that, where he just gets to be that that dude, you know, that superhero-type cat. Uh, but I, I I just love the movie. I love the themes behind the movie and they questioning his shit. Uh, should the existence of a cat like that... I love the universe of this movie. I'll put it that way. It's not a perfect movie, but I just love everything around it. I can't wait to see Suicide Squad, because... I think the universe that they have here of them questioning, like they seem to be still questioning Superman in this suicide squad. Like what happens if he comes down and grabs the president or something? I think that's what they say in the new trailer. So I love that they're sort of scared of him. It's like, you know, you don't normally get to see that sort of angle. And I just love that Batman, he's obviously a badass in the universe, so I really want to see how he plays against, like, the Joker and what that's all about. So anyway, stick with this movie. I don't know. I just really I really dug it, man. It looks fucking cool to me at the end can, of the day. Can I, just,
2: can I just say and then I'll, I'll let it go. This extended cut, <clears throat> it does not solve the problem of how ridiculous it is that Batman, who was festering anger against Superman for two years, uh, all of a sudden just becomes uh, best friends with, with Superman after he find out that they have their mothers share the same name doesn't solve that it doesn't solve the problem how henry cavill has one expression throughout the entire movie doesn't solve that um it doesn't solve any of the other problems of uh, leaps of logic that i've already pointed out and uh it doesn't solve what you just spoke on how J- uh, Jesse Eisenberg plays Lex Luthor like the Joker. And I say in my review, if you wanted to put the Joker-like character in here, then you should have just put the Joker in here and then come up with an explanation how he gets out of jail or prison uh, to then be in Suicide Squad. So to me, th- just the fundamental storytelling is so flawed. None of the, none of the um, extended scenes improve that. As a matter of fact, it makes it even more turgid or even more boring to me
1: all right okay. yeah that's, that's just my uh, uh go check it out ladies and gentlemen man i've seen the ultimate edition three times love wow. it love it love it all right um uh, man another big movie i think it comes out this week ghostbusters but the reviews came out today
2: is mark still with us i'm here yeah i'm here
1: but uh the reviews have come out and they seem to be sort of split uh maybe favoring though that people liked it. So, you now that's going to be interesting um, cuz I know there's a lot of hate for this movie online. But uh one of the top guys I always look at uh Joe Champ or Joe Chapia, uh, John Champia, excuse me. He said he loved it. And he usually goes hard on these movies, but how, so how old is he? I'm just curious. How old is he? He's like our age. Really? He's I don't know if he he does uh well he he did Movie Talk, which is the original movie podcast of everybody. Of course, he went over to AMC theaters, did Movie Talk AMC, and then he went to Collider. And now he does the Comic-Con show. He's like the top sort of geek-reviewed guy. But uh, yeah, he's, he liked it.
2: Uh, what's his last name?
1: Champion? John Champion?
2: I just want to see. Uh, can you send me a link? I just want to
1: see. Uh, just, just, just Google his name. It's on right. YouTube. He put it on YouTube. But uh, but yeah, he he came out on it. IGN gave it a it's okay review. I think they gave it a six point five or something. So it's interesting. We definitely uh, see what's going on with that. Uh, the one thing I did hear was that uh, your girl was her name Leslie.
2: Leslie Jones. They said
1: she hit it out of the park. Both reviews I heard said that. Yeah, that wouldn't surprise me at all, particularly well, oh, she
2: did what she does. She does her, her same shtick. If she, if the, the, both reviewers were white, I, that wouldn't surprise me whatsoever. Oh, you're playing a race politics. <laughs> white people love minstrels. Are you kidding wow. <laughs> oh. Here we go. All right, Tommy. They love minstrels. Oh, I saw—I was watching Saturday Night Live. I, I couldn't tell if it was a, a rebroadcast or if it was an original. I think it was a rebroadcast. She was on Saturday the the weekend update, anchored us just doing that that shuck
1: bucking job. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Uh, it, uh it's actually sitting at a seventy four percent on Rotten Tomatoes for what that's worth. Out of forty one reviews. So that's not bad. Yeah. It's definitely not the horrible I think people were expecting, but that's we'll go see it for ourselves. I know Sean, he's probably on GP. He don't
2: like it. <laughs> I'm trying to uh, find this dude's name. I, can you spell it for me, man?
1: I'll look it up. Uh, I don't have the spelling in front of me, but... Um, all right, so we got that out of the way. Anything you guys wanted to bring up?
2: I finally... I mean, I, I'm not going to spend a lot of time on it, but I finally saw 10 Cloverfield Lane. I liked it, except for the ending, which was kind of... uh seemed like it was kind of silly, but I, I liked that movie. Yeah, and I I said uh, the woman Mary Elizabeth Winstead. Man, I, I don't know why she's not bigger, but and and like I say, I'm on Michael Dean's page now. What'd you say, Mike? With the first Avengers, you were like when we was clowning Captain America, and you were like, "Go on, homie, wear the suit." <laughs> I'm like, "Go on, make the remake, do the remake, remake Star Wars. Rem- I don't give a- if it's good. <laughs> I want them to remake Alien." And I want her to play uh, Ripley because she was, I thought she was spot on. She would make a great Ripley.
1: Hmm. Okay. Well, they are making a sequel to Prometheus. Actually, no, they are doing an alien sequel. The guy who did uh, that horrible robot movie. What's it called? Chappie? Chappie.
2: Oh, um, Blomkamp? Yeah. Yeah.
1: They are making
2: it. He's dead to me. <laughs>
1: <laughs> I'm Jappy. Oh, I, real, I,
2: haven't even seen, I haven't even seen Jappy yet. I, but he did something else. I was like, "What the? Heck? Oh, um, what was that? Jodie Foster movie? The t- sci-fi movie?
1: Oh, um, uh, with uh, Matt Damon? Yeah. What was that called? I kind of like that, but uh, I can't. So, what is that called? I see, can't, we can't even remember the name of that shit. <laughs> I kind of—it's a different type of movie, but I—I I, would give him this. His visual—he's one of those visual type of guys, you know. He has a good, very distinctive and style, but stories are kind of crazy. Uh, uh, one suggestion movie that you have to go watch Uh movie called Green Room.
0: Oh
2: Lord! Oh, <laughs> you seen it? I didn't see it, but I read about it. I oh. saw the trailer. I'm like, damn, Patrick Stewart. Picard is
1: not having it today <laughs> no this uh yeah he's in it also stars was it Anton Anton Yelchin. Yelchin which unfortunately passed away man this might be my movie of the year Uh you know I love hardcore wrong one just brutal type movies this the premise of this movie I'm not going to spoil it but the premise of the movie is it's a rock band out on a tour and they're on a struggle tour you know they going from place to place and they go to one place and the, the show ends up not happening so they just play like a little uh dive diner uh just on the side of a road and the promoter dude feels feels bad about it says hey man i can book you a gig at this one spot you know and get you guys some money and they 're so broke that they literally have to siphon gas out of other cars to get their <laughs> to get their van going so they can get to the next city so that 's the struggle right so they get to this <laughs> they get to this uh place where they 're going to do their show and it 's like out in the backwoods, which is the first indication to hold up now let me put this this is a white rock group and and I have to say that because you understand why a minute. when they get out so they get out to this place uh and they get to the place oh okay this is where we load in and first dude comes out this bald headed white boy now see me I'm already on guard so when I watch these things I already know the signs I'm, I'm like oh they out in some backwoods it's kind of like a compound or some shit and why is that dude got bald head I had the other dude, he ball headed too. I'm like, Nigga, <laughs> load that shit back up. <laughs> but, I'm like, you already know what, this is a compound out in the woods, white dudes with skinheads. Yeah, man. So he's, you already know where they at, right? And they go into the, to the room where the music be played at, and it's just full of skinhead cats and you see like the swastika on the wall. And it's that kind of music that I'm like, hell? yeah, this that that type of shit. That, that demon rock. That's what I call it. And I'm like, oh, hell nah. So they go in, but they go in, they need that money. So they get up there and the one in, you know, it's implied that, that the band is uncomfortable with this, right? So they get up there and play a, some sort of song that says like Nazi punks or something like it's a diss song and they playing that and them skinheads looking at them like what the fuck you know they want to rock to it but they can tell it's a diss like hold hold up now and then they go ahead and play some of their regular shit you know (laughs) and they do the gig everybody's like okay rocking out yeah yeah you know and they get their money dudes like oh go backstage get their money and dudes like okay you guys can just take your stuff load out y'all can leave you know another band's coming in you get your stuff out the green room
2: hey mike real quick yeah did they know that when they played that song because i i read the i read the summary on wikipedia so i know the story but did they know that the when they played that song distant skinheads or nazis did they know who they were playing
1: to yeah they played it on purpose yeah they really? were trying to be funny
2: white privilege right there <laughs>
1: <laughs> well yeah your black ass wouldn't even allowed on the compound anyway they went, but but anyway so yeah they did that on purpose so the dude's like dude had to go back in the green room and get his stuff or something so he walks in. this is just the premise of the movie so I'm not gonna spoil it he, he opens that door and there's a chick on the ground with a knife sticking out her head and these white cats standing around oh open the door you know whoa whoa get that cat and he's tripping like whoa what the hell and so he grabs his phone and he's calling 911 and they kind of like grab him tackle him down and that's all I'm going to say, man. And then they, they take the band and they put them in the green room till we figure out what to do. And then from there, man, it is a tense movie. It's almost like a horror movie almost, but it's hardcore. When I say hardcore, I mean hardcore. Uh, my girlfriend, Tori, we didn't know what kind of movie this was. I just heard it was good, so I we were watching it. But once it turns... She was like, "I can't watch this." She's like, "What do you What do you have me watching?" Nah, I'm good. <laughs> I'm, like, I'm like, "What's up?" I'm like, "This shit is about to get real." I was like, "This is some real horror." She's like, "Nah, I can't watch this. It's too much."
2: Now, okay, listen. This This was in the trailer, so it's not a spoiler. I right. I assume that's the case, right? If it's in the trailer, you can't spo- be spoiling, right? That's fine. That's fine. There is a scene. There's a shot. <clears throat> Where some dude has his arm stuck in the door, ah, yeah, and it's some shit that goes down. Is that is that is that what I saw? Mike,
1: yeah, and that's just a little bit that they got his pet ball in there. Man, when I say that humans have been greenlit,
2: (laughs) what's it? The what? What'd you
1: say? Well, I said when I say humans have been greenlit, this little pet ball in there. Savage man, that's a hardcore movie. That's all I got to say, man. That's a real horror movie. Patrick Stewart, he's he's crazy in this one. But yeah, go check out. Just go watch Green Room. It's a it's a good feel good movie of the year. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> something for the family. <clears throat> but yeah, check out Green Room, man.
2: I got one for you then. Uh In the song, you can check it out on Netflix. Uh, I may have, I mentioned it to you before standoff either you check that out yet
1: sounds familiar
3: what's the what's the premise of it
2: that's the one where uh lawrence fishburne gets his um Uh. jason bourne on (laughs) uh the premise is this this um i don't i don't want to give too much away but uh you the dude that played the punisher john what's his
1: name Uh, thomas jane
2: thomas jane He's like this farmer dude in the backwoods. Um, There was a tragedy that happened, so he and his wife were kind of like on the outs. And there's this funeral that takes place in another part of this area where they are. And um, this little girl is taking pictures. She's behind the trees taking pictures of the funeral or whatever. And um, what's his name? Uh, Fishburne walks up out of, out of nowhere, all dressed in black, got a black hood on. He looks like he's the wrong one. The minute you see him, he takes out the priest that's this, this, doing the eulogy, um, <clears throat> shoots everybody at the funeral. Then he sees that the little girl was taking photos, and he goes after her. And the girl then runs across the field and ends up in Thomas Jane's house. And Lawrence Fishburne follows her there, and the entire movie... Past that point is Lawrence Fishburne and Thomas Jane in a standoff because Fishburne wants Jane to turn over the girl so she, so he can kill her because he she ID'd him with her with her camera and it's gotten bad reviews uh, pretty much across the board because some reviewers have said it's a talk fest it's a, it's a bore fest with a lot of talking there is a lot of talking in it as you establish these characters but. To me, it was like a game. It was like watching chess on film. And uh, I typically, if a a lot of reviewers don't like something, I tend not to like it either. I don't know if that's, you know, subliminal influence or not, but I was surprised that I liked it. It had its issues. It had its problems. But overall, I think good acting, good, almost
1: Western-like
2: type of tone. And Lawrence
1: Fishburne, he killed it. So let me just ask you this, because uh, I don't want you to answer the reasons why, because it sounds okay. like that's part of the story. But you telling me that Lawrence Fishburne mm-hmm. came in a church?
2: No, not at oh, I'm sorry. It wasn't. a. am sorry. I'm sorry. I, this was uh, the funeral. It was like the part of the funeral where you're putting the body in the ground. So it was out in the field.
1: And it was white folks. Yep. And he just blew them away. And
2: he's it was only it was it was a few people. I'm not trying. It was only a few. It was only it wasn't like a full. It was
1: like more than one.
2: Yeah, more than one. Yeah. And then
1: he went after the little white girl.
2: Yes.
1: Wow. <laughs> <laughs> I don't even know why, but wow, that's that's a wild premise, boy. This that type of movie would not have existed <laughs> fifty years ago, but. Yeah, let me but go. you know,
2: there's a white man protecting the white
1: girl. Well, oh, I know. It's the, the, the this is the the black man with the gun killing white folks and chasing little white girls trying to kill him. That's a hell of a premise, boy.
2: Well, he he spoke with a heavy Southern accent. I don't know if that made white people feel more comfortable or not, but he had a thick y'all. Uh, now look here, boy. <laughs> All I want's the girl.
1: Fishburne said, "I don't give a fuck. My career is cemented. I can do anything.
2: <laughs> hey, you know, he said, if, if my career tanks, I got my daughter. She she them dollars too. Oh,
1: wow. <laughs> Horrible.
3: Damn cute. <Q. laughs> terrible. If there's a line to cross, Q will find it.
2: <laughs> you're like, can you like? Can you hook me up? Whatever wow. her name. Wow.
3: Montana.
1: Why I know this? So I like, knew her name. <laughs> <laughs> terrible. 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 All right.
3: Um, we gotta get uh, oh, go one more go thing. Ahead. We have not talked mm. about the little buzz in the comic world this week. That would be surrounding Iron Man. Ah oh. oh, Lord. Once again, Marvel is giving us version two of a character. You know I said this on Facebook. It's like Marvel will keep the legacy character. And then come out with a new character of the same name to appeal or pander, depending on your viewpoints, to the diverse community. We've got a new Iron Man. Michael, tell us all about it.
1: <laughs> Did You brought it up. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I is know all show? about it. <laughs> well, I wasn't ready for this. So I, I, my understanding is it's a some black woman that's going to be Iron Man.
3: 15-year-old girl from MIT will be Iron Man. Her name is Rihanna. Call her Riri. Rihanna. I oh, yeah.
1: played into that. Okay.
3: But one thing, a lot of people are saying, well, here comes a, yet another thing and, of a new person playing Iron Man. But one thing that people aren't talking about as far as this character, she's 15. Oh, really? I didn't know that. Fifteen-year-olds don't need to be run around playing Iron Man.
1: So they're not only going for the diversity; they also want the younger, youngins. Listen, Marvel you is it. dead to me in terms of comics.
3: Wow!
1: Like, I can't read that crap, man. Can't they just give you the regular characters?
3: Oh, that would make sense.
2: What's wrong with a fifteen-year-old? Spider-Man started off as a teenager, but Iron
1: Man didn't. Like he's not fifteen; he's a man. Are they going to call him Iron Girl? I don't. Does make any sense?
3: My understanding is it's still, going to be, it's still going to be Iron Man. Yep. And mm-hmm. also, I just read yesterday that somehow Doctor Doom is going to be taking the Iron Man suit as well. Uh, this will be interesting.
1: That sounds interesting, but I... I'm good.
3: That doesn't sound interesting to me at all. <laughs> What's your problem that's with Doctor
2: like, Doom? That's just like, you know, when a Doctor Octopus got trapped in Peter Parker's body. Who <laughs> What? Why is that exciting? Why, so Here. Victor Von Doom is going to be doing his Doom shit in a different costume, so... <laughs> ah, that Q, 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 Q. The Iron Man thing does interest me because it's a different it's a different perspective. And for anyone who wants to come at me talking about, oh, you always talking about blackwashing is better. Well... No, it's a different character. It's not making Tony Stark all of a sudden a black man. It's just like Sam Wilson and the Falcon. They didn't just make Steve Rogers black as a Captain America... Sam Wilson is an individual character who is just now Captain America. There's a total difference. It's corny. Same with this, it's
1: corny. The only thing I would say: none of these characters, in my understanding, I don't read them, so they don't have. I, I, I would ask you, Mark. I mean, what's their classic story? What is that one you must read
3: for Iron Man? Is well, no, I'm,
1: for- I'm no, I'm saying for these new generation. Of these characters like there's the new Thor there's the Ugh. new Captain America uh, there's a new Spider, Spider-Man, Spider Miles Morales there's uh, there's going to be Iron, there's Miss Marvel uh, like what is the classic must read storyline of these characters? They don't have none man.
3: No they don't and the thing is with Miles Morales at least he's been around for a few years. But you know, even they, that
1: he ain't got nothing that you must read in Miles Morales.
3: No opinion. hell no no. No. Yeah, but you got to
2: give them a time. You got to been uh, around for three or four years. How are you comparing a character that's been around for fifty years versus a character that it was just created? Seriously, they want
1: my money. Yeah, but you can't. They I, can't I'm asking you to point money. me to something that I must read to get me into it.
2: Read the first issue, and if you don't like it after that, then you don't. But they, you can't. Iron Man has tons of classic storylines because he's been around for fifty years. Right, he's earned it. These characters well, ain't earned nothing. These people a chance to earn it too, don't you?
1: No. <laughs> because they're stepping in somebody else's shoes. Those characters that they're playing have earned the classic stories, but these new interpretations haven't.
3: Marvel so, did right. this in the early 90s with War Machine, Thunderstrike, and U.S. Agent. Two of the three were abysmal failures, and War Machine is still around. Oh, yeah, they just killed him. You know, and at least War Machine was an existing character in the Tony Stark Iron Man universe. These new people, okay, here's Riri in issue three. Hey, she's gonna be Iron Man in issue four. What? Fuck out of here with that. You know
2: it's funny to me? And I was on Afro and last night with the same the same conversation. It just kills me how we always talk about we want more character we want more representation in the books. We want to see more characters of color. And when we get it, what do we do? We can play.
1: No, I don't want to see more representation. representation. In these books. I, I want to see good fucking comic books. Exactly. Okay, so so otherwise, I ain't buying them. It, it, it doesn't interest you that there
2: are more. we're seeing more people of color than we ever have in comics and on TV and in the movies. That doesn't interest you?
1: If in this the shit book? ain't good, no.
2: But have you read the re comic yet? It ain't out. It's not out yet. I thought. What do you mean it's not out yet?
3: Uh, that she, means it hasn't She in her own book is not out. They introduced her in the International Iron Man, I believe, three and four. In fact, she's in this month's issue. What are
2: you talking about how? What is her? How is her character written? Is it? Does she seem like it, no, nothing that works? Is the well, character written okay? Sure.
1: I, here's my thing. I, I read the new Iron Man Bendis wrote. It's trash. So yeah. if I'm not, if it ain't working. <laughs> With the regular, why is it all of a sudden going to work with the black girl? It's whack. The stories aren't good. So you just
3: Bendis throwing not- in
1: token characters that make me want to pay attention. If it's trash, it's trash. I don't care what the color of it look like.
3: Bendis is not good for this book. This well, is not his strength.
1: That's why I say there's no classic stories. I'm not talking about what they look like. They ain't even got... There's no reason for me to be buying the book in general because the shit is corny. At least I can say... The only, like. To me, uh, if you look at Batman, for instance, in the last three or four years, as I might say, Well, what should you read in Batman? I could say, you know what, the the Owl story. What is
3: it? The oh, Quarter Owls. Quarter owls. That's
1: <laughs> that's kind of some classic type. I mean, that's that's some good shit to read. I
3: don't understand
2: how you again. Batman has been around for.
1: But I'm not talking about stories that were around for twenty. These are new stories. I said yeah. well, what was new that they have, and I'm just giving you an example. If that's one example I could say. Well, that's some a new story that's in the current Batman that's actually, you could consider a current day. That's a must-read type of book. That that storyline, you you could read that. That's dope. That could get you okay. into it.
2: So this character's been introduced in to, in, into two diff, two books, and she hasn't even come out in, with her own book yet. And you, you're... Uh, uh, well, so I, I was,
1: I'm saying but, Spider-Man. I was using Spider-Man. He'd been around for a while. There's nothing classic that you must go read, in my opinion. And I say with my limited knowledge of Miles Morales. What is his classic storyline?
2: I don't know if he has a classic one, but he has good ones. That's all. Okay, that what's, which one is that? All the all the books I've read, I've enjoyed. I stopped okay. reading it because I'm just. About <laughs>
1: okay,
3: yeah. I, I, I all the books you. I've read, I've enjoyed, but I stopped reading it.
2: <laughs> I stopped okay. reading because I don't have as much time. Well, That's that that
1: that answers my question.
2: It has nothing to do with the quality of the books. I like Miles Morales, sure, as but you are. can't
1: tell me you have nothing specific in there that was good. That's a, like, yo, which instead of saying go buy the whole freaking line, uh, usually they're broken into story arcs. Which art or trade should I go get? Don't say go buy the whole thing. Like what trade like- should I, what trade should I go read? All
2: I'm saying is it's a good book.
1: Right. I'm asking you, there's nothing like- that you don't know, nothing that could tell me, like if I wanted to get into it, where should I start? Which is a good trade or which? you just saying? Go start at the top.
2: Okay. I would say Invincible. I, I've tried reading that. I do not get into it. What's the good story out there?
1: Uh, to me, the uh, I have it. I can tell you. I, I have a couple of the trades.
2: You don't have... No, you, you can't tell me off the top of your head? What, what, what well, you I don't know right
1: what now. numbers oh. they are. Huh? I don't know the number of the trade. I can tell you in a second.
2: You asked me. X-Men. All right. Dark Phoenix storyline. Um, okay. Uh, That's
1: what uh, I'm talking about.
2: Right. Well, you... That was out years, ages ago. You can't even tell me some a book that's been out what ten years.
1: I'm, I said I'm about to tell you. I bought them.
2: No, no, no. no. Give me the give me the 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 the, the arc, the title of the arc. Like I can. Tell oh, you. I,
1: I I don't know the title of the arc. I can tell you what it's about. It was about when he goes uh, the the Mister Robot guy, or whatever. Yep. He uh, um, it's like a time travel thing. Yep. That that's a dope arc, man. I don't know what it's called. Cause they don't have the names like that, but I can tell you that that storyline—I bought the trade. That's a okay. dope fucking book. All right,
2: all right. <laughs> it was Actually, about the robot and some time travel stuff.
1: Well, he knew it or what what I said I'm when sad. I mentioned it.
3: I'm sold.
1: <laughs> well, hey, I, I'm giving you something okay, specific Q. to
3: read. You said Dark Felix. Yeah. Name another arc. In from X Men. Yes. Uh,
2: when when um. They went to the asteroid to I fight. Wait, That's the name wait, of the arc. What's the name of the arc? Phoenix Lives, I believe.
3: Uh, try again.
2: I'm not okay. I don't remember the, the title <laughs> of the arc, but I can be a little bit more explicit well, than Michael. Well, no,
1: so now you're trying to, you're just doing the same <laughs> thing I did. <laughs> hilarious.
2: I can give you, I can give you fantastic four arcs.
1: I yeah, I, I'm sure you could. There's a classic stories in those books. Yes, you, of but course you can. They've been around
2: for a long time.
1: I don't care how long they've been around. These books come out monthly. <laughs> Riri's been in two issues. I'm, I'm not talking saying. about a, just Riri. Riri. I'm talking about yes. any of these new Marvel books. Aside from the Civil War storyline, which I personally like. I know some people don't like it. I think that's a classic storyline. But the ones they've had after that, not really popping, man.
3: Fear A- itself was terrible.
2: Age of uh, Age of Ultron, no good?
1: It was horrible, man. I
2: didn't
3: Age
1: personally Bulldog like it.
3: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they were slipping on that one.
1: And, and every, then the last few years of the Avengers, forget
3: about it, man.
1: Who's that, Rick Remender?
3: Oh, God, Rick Remender? Horrible, and I've been man. getting into it on Facebook with some of the cats on one of these little boards about Jonathan Hickman. Jonathan Hickman sucks.
1: Yeah, Jonathan Hickman, that's what I'm talking about. Yeah, oh, man.
3: Oh, man, this stuff was great. No, it isn't. It isn't. Well, I can say the little the
2: experience that I've had with Jonathan Hickman, I was not a fan, but it seemed like a lot of people like him.
1: I don't know why. I don't know. They, they pulled his ass off that book, books. So I don't know how much they yeah. liked him. He's out of here.
2: But I'm talking about when he, when he was on Fantastic Four. I tried to start. His collect- FF was
1: terrible. They canceled that book.
2: Well, I know, but this is before they canceled it.
1: Well yeah, I'm just saying he didn't bring nothing to it It didn't take it nowhere. It was it was well, that's bad. the
2: point. I, I didn't like him. I'm just wondering every time I see well, I'm not gonna say I see a lot, but whenever a video comes up on my feed or something like that and it's got Hickman attached to it, it's usually some hot chick talking about, Oh, he's great.
1: Well, check your source,
3: man. Clickbait. <laughs> Clickbait. He is not great.
2: <laughs> I couldn't give you the name, but I don't I don't frequent them or I don't codify sure. them. But it was—it was a legitimate. Uh, but you I, don't
1: even know who it is. That's because I'm not, and I don't. So it's not legitimate to you. But.
2: It was—it it is a legitimate source. That's all I'm saying. I've seen it before. Just don't know the name. Because I don't follow them. That's right. Reason. That's
1: what I'm saying. That's right. It's legitimately I unknown.
2: Mean, Deadpool is a legitimate comic book. It's very popular. Very I'm, true. I couldn't tell you anything about it. That doesn't mean it's not legitimate.
1: But you know the name of it.
2: Oh God. Okay. <laughs> You, I'm the one who's
1: got to be right all the time. <laughs> okay. No, I ain't. <clears throat> okay. <Dracks>. All right. We're going to have to wrap it up. Hey, man.
2: Wait a minute. Gay Sulu. Oh.
1: You had to. Uh, yeah. <laughs> oh, yes. Yeah. She was funny. Who was the person who brought this up on, on the chat? On the chat? Who posted that in there? Was that you Q? Yeah, yeah, it yeah, might. it was. And then when we was about to wrap up, oh no, 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 wait a minute, Mike. I'm just fucking.
2: I know you. I, I ain't even <laughs> thinking your ass right now.
1: <laughs> Go ahead, Q.
2: Well, I figured I thought we might be engaged in a conversation about the fact that started up. Yeah. Uh, what's his name? Take is not happy with Sulu being gay. And to mm-hmm. me, I. I don't really care because I don't, I think, and I believe in the original Star Trek series. Well, throughout the Star Trek series, they've never, there's never been a storyline. I know what Big Sexy's going to say. and I got something for him. <laughs> they never established what Sulu's sexuality was throughout the run of the TV show
3: or the, or the films. So I'm, I'm like, cool, whatever. Well, considering he had a daughter in one of the films, I think they kind of did. What's that guy? Gay people can't have kids? Wait, whoa, 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 whoa. I'm not saying that. I'm saying, as far as what we've seen, yeah, he's not. And now, all of a sudden... Wait, wait, yes.
2: wait, 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 stop. Wait, wait. Counselor. <laughs> what have we seen that says he's not gay? A daughter. Have you seen... Do you watch the show Modern Family? There's yeah, a gay club on that show. They have a daughter.
3: Yeah. And it's very... Out front, that they went on and adopted her in the whole nine. Um, Now I don't remember the Star Trek film where they unveiled her, and I don't believe they talked about her backstory. Right, as far as what we've been shown, he's not,
2: which is fine. You you haven't proven that.
3: (laughs) I'm not it.
2: you're proved that he is. No, they have not shown us anything that indicates anything having to do with Sulu's sexuality. Just because he has a daughter, he could have adopted the daughter.
1: Well, I mean, this is not the original Star Trek, anyway. So, I mean, there's that. Take liberties with these characters. This is a remake, or retelling, or is an alternate Earth, I guess. Or no, this is a time travel. See, it's, it's hard for me to tell because I know they went back in time. Are you to get <laughs> Spock. It changed the timeline. To make sense. Yeah, so I don't know. Maybe something What'd happened. You fall, <laughs> there was an event that happened off screen. Maybe
2: something since
1: Sulu gave. I don't know. You got the gay gene space
2: went to star trek jail <laughs> got turned out and now his name is just twine <laughs> wow
1: well my opinion of this whole thing i mean i don't listen i, I don't <laughs> care but it's just like here we go here we go again on my own it's just another one of these let's make them gay to, Yep. You know, it's pandering. just, yeah, it's pandering, just, man. But, you know, that doesn't bother me. I just, I, I'm i only really going to say something when they go to the Star Star Wars realm, because that's something that I care about, though, at the end of the day, I guess, whatever. But it's just this, this is the climate that we're in. Everyone, you got to, oh, make him gay or make Sulu gay. I guess they probably playing off the fact that George Decay or Takea, yep. is gay. So... This is sort of like a meta thing or something. Make the dude's character gay, I guess. Whatever. As long as he's not like acting a fool on screen or something. He seemed to be a kick-ass character in the first movie, right? Like he was in a little battle in the air with the sword or something. Remember that? Yeah. So as long as they don't have... Hey, girl! You know. (laughs) He doesn't do some obvious stupid shit. Mike,
2: Mike, Mike, Mike. As your your counsel, I'm going (laughs) to... Let's, let's
3: have a sidebar because you need to stop talking <laughs> well, <laughs> think also one of the characters one of the actors in the film had uh, zachary quinto i believe had issue with take's response i believe zachary quinto is gay yes. so' right. which is fine which is fine so the question is mm-hmm. if it's such an issue to zachary why don't they just make spot gay?
1: Now he's having an issue with a gay person saying he don't want the original character to be gay.
3: Yeah, I that mean, he played. Yeah, yeah,
1: I mean, he got more right on the character than you,
3: homie. There you go. There you go. You, who? Who?
1: Takai. Ha- I mean, he's known. So he is Sulu. If anybody gonna listen to anybody's opinion, who they gonna take? My man from Heroes, or my man who's legendary the character man that'd be like somebody's if that'd be like a hand Solo it was a hand was gay and Harrison Ford's like nah that's bullshit and like uh Finn was like oh I think that
2: uh, like, man, that's s- a bad, bad example
1: well you know I mean go sit your ass down sit your boy down right
3: yes sir what if they what if Marvel in this new series uh that coach is writing they made Black Panther gay that would be some
1: bullshit. <laughs> I
2: have not my understanding is that uh Black Panther if, even if you look at a story arc that didn't last long, he was in a relationship with Storm. Okay. But what if he's just
1: switched up now he yeah. wants to be gay?
2: What if he changed teams, girl? Well, I don't know a lot of people that <laughs> just change teams like that. Oh. Oh, oh okay. Come on, man. There's but people that flip-flop did, all the time. If they did he's a, But if
1: he was a down low brother. How about that?
2: Well, I mean, you could say, what if this, what if that? Well, he's
1: asking I, a question, hypothetically.
2: I'm saying, I don't think that, that wouldn't work for me, because he's already been established <laughs> to be heterosexual.
1: I know, but there's a lot of black men who are established heterosexual, but are down low.
2: I'm right, down I'm, feeling, I'm feeling, I'm feeling, I'm i i mean, a lot of things that could happen. That well, look, all right, so I'm just saying, like, I'm if getting, anything
1: could be, could happen with his character. Maybe he... Who knows, man? You had to change your heart. Maybe Captain America's. Change hey, man. Heart. <laughs> Captain America, you looking kind of good. Good in them tights, man. And the muscles okay. popping. You finished. <laughs> you know, let's get this If they made
2: Captain Kirk gay, I would definitely have a problem with that because Captain Kirk is clearly not gay. Well,
1: what if Captain Kirk. Clearly not gay. What if he had uh, got with a woman, one of them space women, but then she ended up turning a man and flipping the script on him? He liked that shit.
0: Uh, that
2: wouldn't be <laughs> Captain Kirk That's
1: not Captain Kirk Please, get one, What are those little fur balls called?
2: And they've addressed this They've actually addressed this uh, Twice that at least I, Two times that I know of in the next generation But did you they, see
1: that episode That was written by Rod Stewart? What? You didn't catch that one <laughs> I think Mark <laughs> Rod Stewart the, the Rod Stewart episode with the little gerbils Tribbles, Tribbles,
3: five, Tribbles. Five, five, <laughs> you never heard
1: that urban legend? Is it Rod Stewart? Is
3: that was Richard Gere?
1: Was it Richard Gere?
3: It was Richard oh, man, Gere. I there, it was
1: Rod Stewart. <laughs>
3: <laughs> it? Rod Stewart has his own urban urban legend. He got he those, urban got,
1: got them hamsters up his behind, man. I heard yeah, about Richard it. Gere. Oh, Richard Gere. Okay. Rod Stewart's urban
3: legend is totally different.
1: I'm sorry, hey, I don't, I
3: don't follow these cats. So again, Cube, you're <laughs> saying <laughs> that it's <laughs> been established <laughs> that <laughs> Panthers been straight. How is it established that Sulu's not straight, then?
0: Mm. Uh,
2: it's not established that he's not straight, but it's not established that he's not gay, so the character could go either direction. That's what I'm so saying. Black Panther, then. That's true. No, I'm saying, you no, know, they already <laughs> yeah, established Black Panther as being heterosexual.
1: But it hasn't established that he wouldn't be down, though.
2: No, they haven't, but I keep thinking. So, things there you so- go. Okay? <laughs> I'm talking about what's been established. I think
1: he was- is. I think he could. I mean, look what they're wearing, man.
3: I believe the phrase is called about, a
2: beard Somebody somebody is really trying to get a uh, stand up comedy routine working. It's not well, are
1: you saying cats is wearing tight body suits. Hi there. Mm-hmm.
2: <laughs> so does Wolverine. He wears tight well, body There you suit. go.
1: They probably are gay shit. I don't
3: know. Okay. Not that I,
1: I could see that in ten years, the Avengers, the whole team be gay. It's like fuck <laughs> it. X Men gay. Oh, squat.
2: <laughs> Sa- right, sails he's here through here, the roof. He's here till Tuesday. pick the winners.
1: <laughs> Actually, they all be black and gay. How about that? You want that diversity?
2: Black, gay, and handicapped,
1: too. There, there you go. Wheelchairs.
2: Yeah, that's about
1: it. Yeah. Uh, anyway, okay.
2: I got, I got no problem with silver being gay.
1: I'm sure you do. Okay. Okay. Okay, girl.
3: Make Black Panther gay? though you lose your mind.
1: <laughs> make, Black, <laughs> make Black Panther white?
3: <laughs> oh, oh, there you go. Cute. Suppose the storyline comes up. Oh, for some reason T'Challa is missing, and we we the reader don't know this. Right. And they got Matt Murdock in the outfit.
1: Hilarious.
2: They play Black Panther? Yeah. Yeah. I think that I I wish they would have the balls to do something like that. <laughs> what
0: is book? Shit.
2: At, I would love that. I would love to see the reaction hey. of people that say, oh, it's okay to turn
1: white characters oh, black. No, you know what would happen was the majority of the buyers would be, they'd be like, yeah, see? Now how does it feel? And the little minority of buyers be crying, but of course, they outweigh us. So they'd probably buy it up just to put it in your face. All live, and the cover say, all lives matter. <laughs>
2: I have, I've had this debate on the fantastic Facebook page for years. People talking about, oh, when I say I don't like black Washington characters, I'd rather have original black characters because I'm not being a hypocrite because I wouldn't want black characters to become white. Oh, it's different. Oh, no, we, they've always been a white, white-washed character, blah, blah, blah. Well, what if Black Panther would be uh, white? Oh, that could never happen. They're white South Africans. I, I used to be neighbor to a white South African and his family. Why not? Why
1: not? Yeah. Uh, see, because that's different. They could do it. They might pull it. Let Trump get in office. They'll do it. <laughs> Make Black Panther black, uh, great again. <laughs> 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 oh, man. America, we're about to be in for it, boy. I tell you. All right. Anything else? We're going to wrap this thing up. Uh, hopefully, shout out to the revolution. Uh, yes, I see them tickets went so quick. So if you got a ticket, I guess hopefully you're in for a good show because that sold out
3: seconds. Definitely shout out to one of our uh, one of our listeners, and one of our friends on Facebook. I'm going to hope I butcher name, Alana. She took a belly dance class this weekend with Maite. What? Yes, yeah, on her page.
1: <laughs> Alana. Oh, yeah. You're not talking P- about Tammy, are you?
3: Priyana Applin? Priyana huh? No, not Priyana, but Alana Mika, I believe.
1: Uh, oh, no, really? Huh, interesting. I know who you're talking about. Yeah, she had been on the show. Tammy.
3: Yeah, yeah. She, she took a belly dance class with Mai Tai.
1: Interesting. All right, now. All right. Well, shout out to her for sure. Shout out anyway. Um, we got to get out of here. Shout out to Sean Hill. Shout out to Aunt Poo. And Big Ken Ernie. Sean Hill, I said his name already. Q, where can I find you online?
2: Well, um, you can find me at real, no the, I got rid of the the, like the Facebook, got rid of the the, real QStorm, R-E-E-L, QStorm.com. You can find me on my Facebook, on Facebook page, two different places, uh, QStorm Media Group, and you can find me as Michael Jones. And you can find me on Twitter at
1: QStorm3476. All right. Definitely check them out. Big Sexy, where can they find you?
3: Oh, God. Still on Twitter, Big Sexy and Sack. And I've been twitting, tweeting, whatever. A few few things here and there. And on Facebook, under Mark Wiggins.
1: All right. Definitely check out Big Sexy. You can find me on podcastjuice.net. Twitter is at M Dean.
3: Wait, 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 wait. One more thing, too. <clears throat> I don't know if you saw this, Mike. I want to shout out um, our, our friend Brandon wrote an excellent piece on the album Chaos and Disorder. It's definitely, you know, essential reading.
1: All right. Definitely check awesome. that out. All right. Ladies and gentlemen, as I was going to say, continue to work it like a job Be on your P's and Q's. And let's make podcasting great again, shall we? Peace.